0: Welcome to the first free two hours of the BingeCast on the Binge Media Podcast Network. All of our listeners receive the first two hours of the BingeCast for free. For only $5 a month, premium members receive the full binge. The entire four-hour show available exclusively at patreon.com slash binge media. And they'll get early access to the show 24 hours before everyone else. Sign up at patreon.com slash binge media to join us today for only $5 a month. And now, the BingeCast.
1: To one and all, it's time to start the fucking show. So gather all your alcohol and everyone you know. It's time to raise our glasses, then we'll get another round. And we all know that the Binge Cast is the greatest show around. Baba Baba Dicky, it's the Binge Cast Show. Baba Baba Dicky, it's the greatest show we know. Baba Baba Dicky, it's the Binge Cast Show. Baba Baba Dicky, it's the greatest show we know. We'll talk about the movies that we fucking watched this week. We'll answer all the Google voice and round up some TV. Let us toast until the morning comes and celebrate we will. And we'll never stop drinking till we become a Bendy Bill. Hey! Baba Baba Dicky, it's the binge cast
2: show. Baba Baba Dicky, it's the greatest show we know. Baba Baba
1: Diggy,
3: it's the Binge Cast
4: Show. Baba Baba Diggy, it's the greatest show we know. Yeah. So, so many Pete. Alright. <laughs> Welcome to the Binge Cast. My name is Jim Law. I am here with uh Pete and Jack. What's up?
5: Yo yo yo.
1: God damn it. <laughs> so, good. Uh, so good. Yeah, uh,
4: good do you guys not like like when I introduce you together I do that so I can try to skip that introduction thing but Jack just I'll, I'll never work. skip it yeah I'll never I skip
1: it. I like holding hands and walking in together with Jack
5: yeah totally comfortable yeah, totally
1: it's like a wedding intro it's the two of us fucking with sunglasses on
5: <laughs> yep Checks Our out
1: collars are popped we're skipping together it's a good wow. sight
5: yeah.
4: We got glitter um, on our right. cheeks. What? I've been uh I've been away for a couple weeks. What's been going on over here?
1: Everything all right? What's going on with you? Got you. You've been away. What have you been doing?
4: Uh, oh, just working and um, watching stuff and yeah, not much, but just timing's not working out for me lately. I don't know what's going on.
1: As long as you watch some stuff to review, then I think we're, oh, yeah. we're in good shape. I watched like Do you guys know how, how much I don't
4: talk about on this show? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I will get like (laughs) fucking six episodes deep on a show and I'll just be like, I fucking hate this. And I never bring it up ever on the air. And, uh, there's so many movies like that too, where I'll just be like, uh, maybe I'll finish it just in case we talk about it. And then I never talk about it. That happens so much.
1: Well, maybe you you just know what the listeners you've been doing it so long you know what the listeners want to hear. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't. Don't say no. <laughs> say you know. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> See.
4: Oh,
3: um
4: Yeah, there's just been a lot going on. We're planning. Uh, we're planning our Disney trip. This is fucking mm. taking up our life. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. My birthday was a couple of weeks ago. Jess's birthday was today, and um, TJ's full swing basketball season again, and high school basketball. So there's just it's really, uh, it's a really busy time right now.
1: Yeah, Very we gave nice. g- we gave you a birthday wish. Me and Tom were on the show last week, and we uh we gave out oh. birthday b- birthday wish to you. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening. I. <laughs> Apple. God damn it.
4: <laughs> uh, I don't like listening to the shows because uh, you guys just yell at me and make fun of me while I'm not there. But then now that I know you said something nice, I'll go back and listen. I
1: don't, no, I don't, I don't talk shit. Especially with my I, bosses. I
4: actually, if it was you and Tom, I know that you guys were probably nice. It's the other people that have issues with me, right, Jack?
3: I, what? What? <laughs> is-
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Where's this coming from? I don't know. I'm just trying to uh, talk my way out of this. Why I didn't Fair listen enough. to the show. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, have me fall on the sword. Yeah, sure, a lot. Yeah, I get it, yeah,
4: okay. <laughs> All right. Um, tonight, oh, my goodness, we got so much to talk about. One of the biggest releases of the year. Um, two-thirds of us have watched it. Is that correct, Pete? You did not watch it yet?
1: Correct, I did not watch it. Okay, Pete had some
4: ocular issues this week. We'll I, did, I did, I <laughs> did. <laughs> um. I think Jack's got some fucking crazy stuff. To talk about games and fucking like yeah. audio. and so no, he's fucking filled to the brim with info. It's God damn!
5: Bringing uh, the fucking hashtag content. So nice,
4: um, Pete. I, I'm not in the loop. Do we have a? What did you miss or no? No, we do not. Okay, but we there got wasn't nothing.
1: much. Uh, I think it was just binge views. Uh, Chad and Alex went over uh, the Batman. Okay. I, there were no there was no sports cast and it was just last week's bench cast so there was um, not much this week. That's
4: right. Uh football's over, so the sports cast <laughs> has gone back into hibernation. Um yeah. so basketball uh and hockey being in full swing means nothing to these people and uh they'll be back out in uh you know, later in the year, mm-hmm. next fall. That's um accurate. we have we have uh we have do we have voicemails? We'll get to those. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the full binge after this. Now, if you don't know what the full binge is, go to Patreon.com slash Binge Media. Or, sorry, you can sign up for uh, Patreon.com. Uh, that's all our extra shows. Um, apparently not the SportsCast. Oh, no, SportsCast isn't on Patreon. But <laughs> uh, if it were, it wouldn't be on there anyways. Um, but Pete's, all Pete's uh, commentaries and all that extra lovely shit. Jack Attack Tuesdays was on there. Um, we got lots of uh, extra content on the patreon.com slash binge media site. You can sign up there. Tonight's full binge is a commentary uh driven by Pete MC himself and one Alex Moreno. Is that right?
1: That is right. We did um Donnie Brasco celebrating 25th anniversary of that film. 25 years. Yeah, so that's why we did that. We had a lot of fun. Uh Jack was supposed to be our third – uh, timing didn't work out. We really wanted him on. However, it was a love fest, uh, <laughs> commentary with, uh, me and Alex, just like loving the shit out of it. And we did bring you up Jack a few times. Cause I think Alex knew some of your, um, problems you had with the film. So he shed some light nope. on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we talked about yep. that a little bit. We we're like, ah, oh, God damn. I wish we wish he was here right now, but then he'd be shitting all over it. So we were just like loving every minute of it. <laughs> loving every minute of it. A lot of Italian accents going on in that commentary. Uh, went off the rails, not not too far off the rails. I think we still had a wheel on that on that rail for a bit, uh, but it wasn't you know one of the classic Law and Alex off the rails. Like, no. yeah.
4: Well, those, uh, I don't know if I
1: call those classic.
4: They're
5: just they're oh,
1: stupid. Jack. I think classics or what? <laughs>
5: oh, they're phenomenal. <laughs> they're actually good on re-listen too. Oh, absolutely. The, you know, Law and Alex wouldn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: What what is,
4: what have you re-listened to? As a commentary,
5: that's a great question. I I can't I, I can't think of a single one now.
1: <laughs> I do the um, the Scarface one a lot. Mm. Uh, I do the Cloverfield one a lot.
5: Cloverfield, yes. Cloverfield.
1: Um, Karate Kid is phenomenal, and They Live are like my top four. I think. They live. I don't even remember anything about that one. <laughs> Really good. Jurassic Park's great. Obviously the first Lord of the Rings drinking game is phenomenal. If anybody needs any of these commentaries, the old show, hit me up and I'll send them to you. Commando is phenomenal. Oh my goodness. They're all they're all great. It was it was only until when I got on this when they fucking <laughs> really sunk the ship. <laughs> oh God. E.T. Right. E. Well, is another one. ET and Jaws. Oh my god. Yeah.
4: Every time we want to do a commentary, I'm always – people are like, hey, did we do this commentary? I'm like, I I don't know. I don't know. We've <laughs> done it like last month. You know.
1: say you don't know. Alex goes, we we definitely didn't and I have to go look on the list. And we did. And it, was, and it turns out that it's like there was a stint where you guys were doing movie homeworks within a binge cast and that's sometimes where Alex gets confused. Like we talked about this already yeah. at length but it was just like a – A real quick movie homework on a binge cast. Right. So so that's where he gets a little bit confused, but no big deal. I got a list, and we got the internet.
4: Yes. Okay. Very nice. All right. Well, let's get into stuff. Jack, I would like to start out with gaming because I kind of have some uh, input on this, but I don't know. Do we have a
1: gaming sounder? I don't think we do. (sighs) Hmm. I I don't have one. I could play –
5: Oh, That's... you know what? I I've got one I could play. Yeah, oh, you god. stirred the sauce. Good job, you fucking <laughs> dick.
1: All right. Oh my god! I didn't know where that. I didn't know why Law was saying that at first. I don't. Did you play that again? <laughs> I didn't hear that. Sorry.
5: Yeah, you stirred the sauce. Good job, you fucking dick.
1: <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> what is, is that, that from?
5: It's from a while ago. Alongside this one,
4: fucking nitro stout, making me blind. <laughs> <laughs> nitro uh, stout <laughs> fucking nitro stout making me blind
1: <laughs> that's the hardest b i've ever heard in my life blind
5: Blind. <laughs> uh, that's the canadian uh, pronunciation yeah <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right well anyways beep boop beep gaming yay um we're going to we're going to talk uh, about Jack's game. but i want to i just wanted to bring this up like, like, I haven't got any games yet, because I literally haven't had any time. But for my birthday last week, I got an Oculus Quest 2. Oh, very nice. Um, this has been pretty fucking mind-blowing. Now, the kids have played way more than I have. I've only played a couple free games here and there. I haven't actually sat down and decided what game I want to buy. But, yeah, all that aside, I've uh, discovered this. It's called Big Screen app. Okay, so this is just basically like where you can watch all your, like if you have your own files, you can load them up or you can oh, okay. rent movies and they have a lot of free shit here. Uh, they have like a Paramount TV and then they have a a whole channel dedicated to Survivor or The Challenge. Like it's the fucking greatest thing ever, all right? And not only that, like they have all these different areas where you can sit. So I'll, I'll be sitting on my couch, but when I'm in the VR, I'm in this like either a gigantic theater or i'm in, in a drive-in or i'm in <clears> this <throat> luxury fucking room uh like it's called my home room or whatever or i'm in i'm camping or i'm in this sci-fi theater where there's no gravity um this is the greatest fucking thing ever like this is literally i yep. fucking love it so goddamn much yep. oh yep. my god you can't beat viewing a movie like this it sucks because no one else can really watch it with you right like unless that's well, that. A VR machine, and they can go into the
5: same room or something
4: like that. But that's stupid. I just well, I just love that's these
5: that's actually something that Plex has been developing for the last like three years um, as one of their features, with the idea. I think they actually tested it out in the NBA. Um, they had a program with one of the VR headsets. I bet you Warren knows which one. I don't know if it was Oculus or PlayStation or whatever.
0: Oculus. Yeah, it's it
5: Oculus. is. Is it Oculus? Okay. You could actually like sit courtside at uh, you know Lakers game or whatever, and it, they had a, just a seat that had, I guess, cameras on uh, 360 degrees so you could look around and watch the game in front of you. But um, but yeah, Plex was, was kind of pioneering this a few years back. I, I don't know where the project stands now, but the idea was um, you, you can actually do this on Plex Pass, watch together. So like if multiple people want to watch the same thing on Plex, they can reach out to each other and say, hey, I'm going to watch this. You want to watch it with me? And that's where... I guess the technology is now, but I know originally they were trying to make like VR rooms where you could sit on your headset. Somebody else could be on their headset far away in the same digital room. You could talk to one another, like you're sitting in a movie theater or whatever. So yeah, kind of interesting, but well, yeah, this is, so they do have that
4: in big screen. Like there's public rooms and you can just, or there's, or you can even create your own private room. So I guess it is possible, but at the same time, I'm just saying it's just, like if I was to, Lee and Jess say we got two Oculus Quest and we're both sitting in the living room and we both have our Oculus Quest on. Right. I'd feel more like just uncomfortable than anything. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure, sure. But the, it's just the setting is so amazing. Like the theater that you're sitting in is fucking incredible. And you can change seats, you know, if you don't yep. like the in, you can go wherever you want um, and make the screen as close as possible. So it literally fills up your entire uh, viewing area. Mm. um it's just fucking phenomenal like it, i i absolutely love this i haven't been able to get past this really every time i have like an hour or two before work i'll just sit and watch fucking tv in the vr you know what i mean like it's yeah. just like i'm so amazed by it i love it so much now yeah. i thought you had a vr um headset jack because you had told me once you were playing resident evil in vr
5: yeah um yeah i have the playstation vr um, oh yeah yeah so that that's it's pretty good. I have to say, in the last couple of years, I haven't used it as much as I did when I when I first got it, but um, you know, the, the the two games to play are uh, Beat Saber, which is essentially, it's like uh, what Guitar Hero was, but you have two lightsabers in your hands, and right. you kind of slash boxes to the beat of the music as they fly by you. Um, right. That's pretty wild. And then there's another game that originally came out, I don't know, 20 years ago, called Rez, which is kind of difficult to describe, but they they I think they call it like a rhythm shooter but basically like you're this I don't know, like wireframes person in cyberspace kind of floating through the the internal workings of what what may be like a computer or something, Mm -hmm. and you have to shoot all these different targets that fly up at you, so you know, essentially it's a rail shooter but they took the game from 20 years ago and they updated it so that it's it's like a fucking acid trip in VR, because you're just con- like you. You stand there for five minutes playing this game, and, and like, without a doubt, you will just like lose your balance at some point because you're so disoriented. It's so nuts. But um yeah, those are those are really fun. I think those really utilize the uh, the headset technology too, which is nice. But
4: yeah, yeah, I've been making a list of all the shit. I mean, Pete, there's like four Star Wars games. If you... what, I'm sorry.
1: What? What was that? <laughs> what? what?
4: <laughs> there's there's like four Star Wars games. Uh, yeah, they all look pretty cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, there's a Walking Dead game that I'm looking at. There's a um, Resident Evil Four is on there. Um, mm. You know, I'm very excited about uh, what's to come. But I need to um, knock on wood. Like the next time I'm laid off, I don't want to be laid
5: off. But the next time I'm laid off, I'm gonna get <laughs> into this fucking VR shit. It's gonna be fucking and, fun. And law, I mean, I'm sure you're aware of this, but uh, Doom VR is a thing.
4: Yeah, it's but it isn't the older games. It's not like Doom
5: Eternal, right? It's well, it's the first Doom. So so well, not I should say the the one before Eternal. Oh. Oh, is yes. it really? Yes, yep. Okay, I got to look into that then because that's that amazing. That would probably be up your alley. And the and I'm sure law now that you've like messed with this, you can you can kind of attest to this. There's there's this weird thing where say, Doom Eternal, right? You play Doom Eternal and the graphics are incredible, and, like, that's just your standard for what a game should look like. Mm-hmm. Um, VR, the crazy thing is, it doesn't have to look as good as it does in other games, but it's the whole immersion factor that, like, it really fucks with your head, you know? Where, where it's just like, okay, I know this is... you know, There's this one game. Um, it's called I Think You Should Die. It's like a kind of jokey um it's like an escape room game but it, it's like you're a james bond secret agent right? right um but like even that one where you're just sitting in a space and you have to figure out how to open a door before a bomb goes off or something it's right. just like it's so fucking engrossing with the with the sound and the 360 degrees really cool stuff yeah man. i'm looking to, i can't wait to get into this a little bit deeper it's gonna be good nice all right so what do you plan what are you gaming on um yeah, so I'm, I'm bringing this up because I know Warren's mentioned it a few times. We were going back and forth in the Discord, but I am playing Elden Ring. Um, so, so this is the game that George R.R. Martin was actually hired to write the story for a couple of years ago. Um, this is a really difficult game. Uh, law, I would say this is not for you at all. I would not even pick this up. Um <laughs> the whole idea <laughs> of this game and the way it's played it's it's made from a, a studio called from software they used to make the armored core video games back in the day mm-hmm. and um, they make these RPGs where they don't really give you a lot of guidance they don't they don't tell you what to do and they're brutally difficult but the whole idea of like beating stuff in the game, when you do it, it's such a—it's it, like the most satisfying win you get in any game I've ever played. Um, is like it, figuring it, out how to get through anything in this is just—it's so fucking satisfying. That's kind of what keeps you coming back to them.
4: Is that a difficulty in it, uh, or is it like Do you just keep dying over and over again, or is it just hard to kind of figure out what to do next? It's
5: it, so the game—it's—it's a combination of things. The story is. There's a ton of lore and, and like world building and stuff, but they don't spoon feed it to you. They give you a general sense of like, hey, head in that direction. And then you got to figure out how to get there and like how to best the obstacles kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But from a gameplay perspective, I actually I, I've said this on other podcasts, but I liken it to um, the way all the gamers in the King of Kong documentary talk about classic arcade games where mm-hmm. they just there's no like beefing up your character and saving your game and, and trying again. It's like you just have to learn the board and learn how to beat it and get the most points, and nothing, nothing's going to change that. And it seems like a lot of video games have, have turned into a style where, like, you play through the level, you get power-ups, the power-ups help you on the next level or, or whatever, right? Um, right? This game has those elements, but it's much more about once you get to a boss, it's still going to be hard to beat the boss, so you have to learn – how to beat them, what they do, pay attention to the movesets and, you know, get through it. And um, yeah, I, I think I've put like, I don't know, I've, I've paused almost everything else. I've put like 60 hours into this already, a week and a half later. Um, it's great. I, I love it. Um, the people that are into these games are also loving it. It's kind of like the, the best version of this kind of RPG uh, from the studio, which is great. But uh, but yeah, very very satisfying game. So the people who have been asking me, I'm loving Elden Ring. Uh, can't recommend it highly enough if you like the other Dark Souls games and, and all that shit. But uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So. Did you play um, Guardians of the Galaxy this past year? No, um, I will be soon though because it's yeah. coming to Game Pass. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. asking. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited for that. I've heard it's awesome. So. Mm-hmm.
4: All right, a new gaming section coming up uh, soon with Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, Pete, what do you plan?
1: Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> it's this uh, really immersive numbers game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I put the VR headset on. I'm like, oh, I'm going to I think a three goes there. That's pretty cool.
5: <laughs> Actually, Pete, Pete. Yeah. There's a fucking VR Tetris. Oh, (laughs) nice. Awesome. Is it really good? It's really good. It's actually (laughs) really good.
1: Uh, No, I don't have Sudoku is the only game I I have on my phone. I don't have. uh, I got the the systems here, you know, like uh, NES and uh, Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis. But I barely play that stuff. That's like when guests come over.
4: It's just like a showroom, it sounds like. Like, you don't even go down there unless you're recording a show or you want to show it off.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's it. You I should fucking
4: agree. master all these games. So when, so when people come over, you can kick the shit out of them. Like, why are you, why are you not doing that?
1: <sighs> I don't care. I, I don't care to win. <laughs> I'm not competitive <laughs> at all. I just kick care less.
4: <laughs> um, All right, Jack, is there anything else? Oh, obviously not. 60 hours later, you haven't uh, looked at it. Yeah,
5: that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm really glad this didn't come out during football season, so that's been nice. But uh, but yeah, so. Elden Ring, it's the shit.
4: All right, looking amazing. Now, what is this audio book that you want to brag about?
5: Oh, yeah.
1: Wait, 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 we got a sounder for that.
4: Oh.
0: Oh, Very nice. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs>
5: oh, man. All right. Um, audiobooks. So, yes, uh, again, you know, no more football season means a lot of free time for me. So that's been great. Um, so I, I've been planning through a couple audiobooks. I have done a few of them, but this was the only one I thought might interest some in people who listen to this show. It's called... Chaos Charles Manson the CIA and the Secret History of the 60s. Right. Um short so, title,
1: very short. Yeah, yeah very <laughs> short.
5: Um this was almost optioned as a TV series at one point. Um I think and uh, I should have looked this up before. I actually I you know I don't know who who was going to direct this, but um the the way that I found out about this book was this guy was on Rogan I think back in 2019 talking about this book and it was right around the time Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out it always kind of stuck out in my mind I'm like I gotta, I gotta get back to that at some point so you know obviously it goes into the the, the Tate-LaBianca murders but this guy essentially over the course of 40 years um, has been researching an alternate theory as to how or, or why Charles Manson did what he did and he ties it back to like you know, the government's MK Ultra mind control program from the 60s. He ends up tying it into Jack Ruby and JFK. All this wild shit. Um, really interesting. Really interesting audiobook. I, I think TM did this as well. So I think on the next Wake and Bake, we're really going to get into it a little bit more. Um, but I just wanted to mention it on this show as well. Because before that Wake and Bake comes out, any of you audiobook listeners, um, I think it would be worth getting this in because I think TM and I will go into some interesting spoiler territory on this. Not, not that there's, it's a true story, you know, there's not a ton to spoil, but mm-hmm. there's some names that come up that are, it's very interesting. A lot of celebrities that I, I guess I didn't realize were in the circles that like Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski were in. Um, but yeah, very good, very good audiobook, good companion piece to once upon a time, I think, um, and a kind of a crazy, uh, crazy th- alternate theory for, you know, something that was kind of sign- significant in American history. So, uh, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, I think it might be up uh, some people's alley. So I would check it out. Oh, nice.
4: Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I haven't finished an
5: audiobook in like three months. Like I've
4: started three or four of them. Yeah. Actually, no, that's not true. I, I What's the dude that did uh, The the Martian? Uh, Weir. Andy Weir. Yeah, yeah, I did his latest one. It was okay. okay. It, it wasn't. I don't know. I hated the fucking guy reading it. He was just, his inflections were all wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it Real, sucks. But um, it was an okay story. Not as good as The Martian, but it was all right. Um, Hail Mary. <clears throat> all right. Uh, Pete, yes, let's sir. do something else.
1: Let's do it. <laughs> Leave a voicemail for binge media, leave a review for binge media, leave a cool game for binge media, leave a sweet gook for binge media.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Your voice, and it's happened twice now tonight, in that sounder and earlier tonight, when you're talking about not having uh, competitiveness, Uh, (laughs) it cracks like my 13-year-old son.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I want um, to be like your kid. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hilarious! <laughs> all right, what do we got? What are we doing? Oh, voicemails. <laughs> <bells. laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. Cast TM.
6: it's about Wednesday midweek.
1: First of all, 708-406-9546 is the number to call. Leave a voicemail mm-hmm. and then we'll play it on the show. Here we go.
6: Starting to feel better. Feeling, starting to feel a little normal after doing the BC with TMC past weekend. Hope everybody enjoyed listening to us get hammered on my front porch. Uh, great time. So I'm calling in as a follow-up to one of my reviews. I had watched the first episode of a show called From... Uh, comes from some of the producers of Lost, not the big-name guys. I think it's Bender was the guy's name, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Michael. Walt! That guy is uh, basically the star of the show. A couple other dudes. Don't matter. Um, I gave it a good review on the first episode, the pilot. It was good. Um, Pete actually seems intrigued. I have since told him not to bother to watch the show. Here's why. Second episode, oh, my God. It's just I mean, I'm thinking off the top of my head, 12 characters maybe that they have in this town, and you're getting these awfully long, drawn-out dialogue scenes that really, you know when you just like, like I think we were halfway, now, that's episode two, very bad character development. I'll just sum it up that way. And not much advancement in the plot that I'm interested in, which is why are these monsters here? And why are they killing people? Why can't people get out of this town? That's all on the trailer. No spoilers. Anyway, I don't recommend the show anymore. Third episode was okay. little mysterious. Fourth episode, same thing. I mean, we're sitting there watching the first 30 minutes of the episode. And I turned to my wife and I said, I, I, where, where are we going here? What are we doing? I mean, we're literally just watching dead dialogue scenes on television. And she turns to me, and she was liking the show a little bit more to me. And she even turns to me and goes, yeah, I agree. But I'm really enjoying hate watching this with you right now because I guess I just keep making comments. You know, I'm on my phone at this point. I'm just making comments. There's an actress in it that I just cannot stand, and I don't want to. Uh, she's the one I mentioned on the binge cast. She was from The Affair. She dates Joshua Jackson on The Affair. She's like his second wife.
3: Oh. Uh, she's
6: got like a broken English accent. She's horrible. She's horrible. I can't. I can't deal. So. I'm tapped out, but my wife wants – there is one small storyline – not small. I mean, I think it really will lead to the answers that I've been looking for now for four weeks. That will just – I will sit on the couch next to my wife with my phone, and I will hate watch this, and hopefully get something out of this one character in this one plot line. So that's, I guess, not a full tap out, right? So what what are we calling? <laughs> like, what what should I –
1: uh, he gets cut off. Do anybody want to say anything, or should I just go right to part two? Yeah. yeah. let okay. just go ahead. There we go.
6: Um, but now I can calm down because I know I have another four minutes. Is it four or two? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two. It's like the length of my uh, electric toothbrush. All right. So since I got cut off and had to call back, I got a moment to get the actress's name because I just want to call out how terrible she is. Her name is Angelina Sardino. Sorry, Catalina Sandino <laughs> Moreno. Whoa! <laughs> Catalina <laughs> Sandino Moreno! Yeah, no relation to Alex. Alex could act this bitch off the planet. She's so fucking bad, I can't even deal. She was so bad on the affair, too. And she's like playing the same character. I mean, uh. the second this woman is on screen, I am done with whatever the project is I'm watching. All right, so anyway. The tap out, non tap out, hate watch. We need a word for this.
3: Yeah. And I guess I, I could just
6: say I'm hate watching, but like, am I hover watching? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> hover watch. Like Ooh. I'm hovering over the tap out. I really do want to see where this one guy's plot, where the plot with this one character takes us because. It's really the only—it's the—it's the intriguing factor of the trailer that, you know, made me give this shot—a show—a go. So really tough to just see such bad television <laughs> and. He's exhausted. By, by, by yeah. I <laughs> will still on the spot.
1: Oh, we're breaking up, Tom.
6: Oh. I guess we're, we're going through a tunnel Oh.
1: Right oh.
4: oh. oh. It. All right,
1: get out of there. What? Uh, get out of there! <laughs> I
4: was going
6: to say... Um... Guess, I'm sure I'll call back. <laughs> what did you just say? Sobriety back, so I'll drink a call again.
3: I fucking love you,
4: He's breaking up mid-note. <laughs> the fucking sliding door trick from... Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we Uh, talked about the show from last week, the pilot episode. I have not watched it yet because I think he caught me in time to stop myself from watching. it. Had he sold you last week on the show? He sold me (laughs) on it really well. (laughs) (laughs) Then again, I was like completely bombed last week. Um, I I don't remember like half of the show and then like going home. So, oh boy. Anyway. (laughs) He sold it to me, and nice. uh, but I didn't. I didn't have time to to watch it. But he caught me just in time before I was even able to. So
4: Thank yeah, you I tell. saw this pop up, and I was kind of
1: like, ah, it's fucking Michael, and yeah. Bob and, and now nope. I'm out. Jack, is this a nope from you?
5: Uh, yeah, it's a nope. I'm good. Okay, should I'm we Jack. move? What's up? I,
4: I was just saying, Jack. It's the oh. people that made laws.
5: Oh, 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 <laughs> oh.
1: Should we go into oh. the next voicemail, Jack?
5: I think so. Uh, I think here we go.
2: What up, Binge Cast? It's your boy, the Duke. I'm probably calling in with part one of two this week. Uh, oh boy. The first one is a fresh review. And I'm talking about a little show called Bel Air on the Peacock Network. <laughs> <laughs> uh, start off, if you don't give a shit about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the show's... Probably not for you. It's
3: piss-provoking.
2: Or it might still be. <laughs> so the premise of the show, Bel Air, it's based off the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and they basically take I know the premise of the show and make it dramatic. You know, Will had a gun, got in one little fight, and so on, and the guy's after him um, because
3: he pulled a gun on this gangster. Whoa! So it's very dramatic, um, there's even curses
2: and so on, drug use, alcohol use. And um, I will say this. If you're a fan of the original, uh, someone else said on a thread I had in the, uh, on the group Facebook, it's different enough to keep you interested. It also hints at a lot of little things, moments from the original show, especially that first episode. I feel like the first episode is a lot of one-hits here and there, Um, but aren't completely obvious unless you are, like, super diehard fan of the original. I think it works. Uh, The acting's pretty decent. The storyline's pretty good. I'm just curious, how long can this go, right? The original, you know, it became Little Misadventures and so on. This seems to have a pretty steady storyline focusing on Banks and his run for Attorney General. Uh, right now, I give it a soft 7 on 10. If you're a fan of the original, I say check it out. Uh, I'll be calling back later this week, probably with a Batman review.
4: Talk about my dick. <laughs> okay. Um, I've watched every single second of this show. Whoa. Jack? E? Nope. Nope. Okay, good. Um, I'll just, I just. can't wait to review it for you guys.
1: All right. <clears throat> Do we want to hear his – Hey, it looks like you called back, so I'm guessing it's the Batman thing. Do we trust him to not spoil anything here?
4: I think we can trust him. Yeah, I think they've – yeah. Here we go.
2: Hey, guys. I'm back. We got He's it. Back. Back again. Tell a friend the Duke is back. <laughs> the <laughs> Batman. The biggie. The big one. The one probably on a lot of people's most anticipated coming out. I will just say this: I think Matt Reeves is probably batting a thousand for me. Um, I know it was talked about during the um, Chad C. Moreno Alex show, but um, like, what's his style? Whatever. Uh, I think he's just fucking good. Like, he has not made a bad movie. You might like the original. Let me.
1: So, if uh, during the binge views they they couldn't like pinpoint. What Matt Reeves' style is, you know, he got Cloverfield, some of the Apes movies. He did the remake of Let the Right One In, Batman. Like, they couldn't pinpoint a style. So I think Chad's just cleaning it up with – he's just a good director. I think that's right. where that is. So that was for you, Law, since you don't listen to <laughs> Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: better, but, like, it still looks really good and it shot well. And those eight movies, I think, are fantastic, the two that he did. I'll tell you what. He knocks it out of the goddamn park with the Batman. Goddamn. This is a different Batman. It's a good thing. And although it seems close to ones that we've already had, it's fresh. It's different. It's detective Batman. I know, like, the emo Batman stuff's coming around. But, like, it's Batman year two, and it works. Robert Pattinson is great. Bruce Wayne is barely in this movie, and it really works. Um, I don't want to give too much away, um, but it, it's great. I think the cast is fantastic. Everybody just works for the story, and it, it is brutal. Uh, I think this easily could have been rated R. Um, and I, Not that it needed it, but it definitely is like that feeling of it. I give it first-time watch 10 on 10. I fucking love it. Like, I'm a big Batman oh. fan, like Jack, me and him text back and forth. Uh, it wow. makes connections to the comics. Uh, it's just fantastic. Get off your butts and go see the Batman in theater. Pete, I'm talking to you. It sounds like you're going to do it. I'm proud of you, buddy. <laughs> <up on Earth. laughs>
1: so close this week. So, so close. I'll get into more of that detail later. Okay.
4: Um, Yeah, so we uh, Jack and I definitely did see The Batman. We'll talk about that. And what did you watch? Yes.
1: We got two more voicemails.
4: Here we go.
7: What's up, Benchcast? It is Warren from Jersey calling a little later than I'd like. But the wife surprised me with uh, Uncharted tickets. And we just got out of the movie an hour or two ago. It was actually a really good time. Uh, I actually would recommend it considering I was surprised how much I enjoyed that movie. And overall, the theater experience was pretty good. Uh, we got to see an IMAX at a matinee rate, which was great. And I got to say, the movie theater popcorn was top tier today, Ooh. gentlemen. It had I don't know if it was just I hadn't eaten it in a while, but, man, the butter to salt to pop kernels to how evenly spread it was, it was flawless. <laughs> it might be the best popcorn I've, I've had <laughs> to my remembrance. Uh, other than that, I do recommend, I guess, a high stream it if I'm doing the Step chad scale, but uh, worth it. It was actually really fun. Uh, Something I did want to throw out since I believe TM is on tonight, uh, I won't bother you about Cuphead because I'm sure you've raged quit or are just having a good time as you keep playing through it, but I believe yesterday was the day that the Cuphead TV show dropped. And if I remember correctly, it's actually kid-friendly. So it could be something maybe you would enjoy uh, with the kid when the time came. Other than that, I am deep into Elden Ring, so I won't get mm. nerdy about that, but I am deep into Elden Ring. Oh, and deep. other than that, I had a good time, so I hope you guys have a great show, and looking forward to some stuff. I wish I had a question. I don't really want to bother you guys with it too much tonight. Just uh, enjoy your beers, hug your families, and uh, a bubba Oh,
3: nice.
4: Um <clears throat> I like that he brought up the refreshments review, like the popcorn review. That's fantastic. Mm, that's good stuff. I love those details. I especially love it this week because um, this is the first time, like, I brought the kids to the dollar store before we went. Because listen, smart man, I understand. Yeah. yeah, like I, I understand how to promote or not promote um, to, uh, you know, support a movie theater. Right? Like I've been doing it my entire life. Yeah, but. When you bring all my fucking kids to a movie theater and then you decide that you're gonna feed them there, uh, no. a six dollar night turns into a fucking no. like. it's like fuck can't off. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. I, I go by myself. Yep, nachos, fucking pop, sure, absolutely. But I'm not doing it for the whole fucking family. Anyways, no, it's stupid. It's crazy. We go to the dollar store, so you guys you can get one thing to eat, one thing to drink. Um, they get all their shit, uh, and then I and then I come. I'm like, look we you got to figure out where you're going to hide this. And they're mm-hmm. like, why? Like, well, if they catch you, they're going to take it away. And my middle son looks at me and he's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "What do you mean? I'm, a, I'm like, I don't know. They'll just take it away and throw it out." He's like, "Oh, I thought you said they're going to take me away." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to be an usher for the next
1: 4 years at the theater.
4: Yeah. But anyways, that didn't change the nerves that these fucking kids had walking into the theater. Oh, nice. Ethan. Ethan walked in. He got he got Mike and Ike's. OK, great yeah. snack, but really noisy. When Real you're trying, loud. <laughs> you're trying to be fucking ninja like. All right. It doesn't help. I had to switch tickets from a Saturday screening because I got scheduled for work. I had to s- switch it to a Friday night screening. So I had to go to the manager to get my tickets. So the kids are behind me, literally trying not to move an inch. So that They're, and they're I- trembling I- and some of the Mike and Ikes. <laughs>
0: this manager manager's
4: going through his shit, looking for my tickets. He brings them out. And then they literally waited for him to walk away before anyone moved. <laughs> 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 we sit down. He's like, can I bring this out now? I'm like, well, yeah, sure. Who, who cares? He's like, but won't they see it? Like, do they oh, sell? So
1: here? funny. They're so scared. They're so scared, and I loved it. That's I loved brilliant. It. I fucking love that story. We've all That's been awesome. there that one time, that first time. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. That's great. Yeah. More refreshments
4: reviews, too. I love that shit. That oh, shit. Here we go. Last voicemail. Here
3: we
7: go. Hey, cast. This is Bunch. What's up? How y'all doing? Just got out of seeing a nice early screening
1: of The Batman. All right. Have a good show. Perfect, perfect, right? Let us know he saw it. Oh, God. I was choked on my beer. <laughs> Didn't spoil anything. Fantastic, fucking amazing. All right,
4: all right. Thanks for calling. Um, that number is seven zero eight four zero six nine five four six. You can call. You can uh, start leaving your refreshment reviews for me, and it'll be amazing. Um, what's the next like big movie after like we've now that we've had the Batman? What's what's next? Like, feel like Good question. Big fucking uh, lull in the action for a bit here.
5: Yeah, it's just weird because they put Batman out in March, and now I don't think any other studios are prepared to release like their summer slate of shit until Doctor Strange starts them up. I I think um, yeah, the end so. of May. Right? Yeah, I mean that movie X is coming out next week. Meg and I are definitely seeing that just because the trailer looks great. But I mean, it's not like that's a, you know, right. a blockbuster event kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It is. It's it's a little strange.
4: Right.
5: I'd like to hear. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm going to get to see X,
4: unless I can sneak out and it happens to be playing here. But um, I don't. It's right to theaters, right? It's sorry. It's yes. Only theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fuck. Yes. Alright, well I'd like to hear some reviews of that next week If you get a chance Sure, yeah, sure um, Let's go
5: to uh, Teeths Let's do it Sounds good
1: Roundup TV Roundup TV Roundup TV We'll talk all the shows Roundup TV And I'll never watch the Peacemaker show ba 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 Oh, so last week I reviewed West Side Story. So um I made a whole bunch of West Side Story sounders last oh, week. Fucking amazing. That's the theme. Yeah. And you were I you won- didn't listen, so that's why I'm playing them for you. So you get to hear them.
4: <laughs> Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I also could you. So I don't have to listen. uh Did you like
1: it? Oh, I gave it an. I think if I remember correctly, I gave it an eight on ten. Eight on ten. Yeah, I fucking loved it. My oh, fuck. I yeah. I I tapped out of it. That's okay. Yeah. Who cares.
4: Cares I just, who taps out. Couldn't get into it. I was just like, "All right, <laughs> you know what's gonna happen." And it's not even because I knew the story. I just knew what was gonna happen. Fuck it. Well, you knew uh, it was
1: gonna. Wait, <laughs> wait. You knew it was gonna happen, and that's yeah, not why. I, that's not why you tapped out. Because you?
4: No, I No, I'm saying. Oh. it's it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just so like i was bored like you know what i mean like uh, I'm, I'm saying i didn't know what was gonna happen because of the original because i don't fucking even remember if i ever even watched that gotcha i'm saying watching it i was just like
1: yeah God, it's so this is so boring that's I okay know. i watched it as a kid like all the time and i, I knew really? like i knew every song wow that's awesome and it looked great and there were so many lens flares mm. oh so many lens flares oh awesome. boy yeah <laughs> all right, we're on Teeves though.
4: Come on, focus. <clears throat> I got my list up. All right. Right, right. Go ahead, you go first, then. Your
1: list uh, I could run. We could run through uh, stuff we've been talking about. Uh, South Park episode four aired. Still a great yeah. show. Uh, mm-hmm. Still hasn't topped episode two, uh, the token episode, but it's still, oh, still right. a good watch. Still fun. Um, Jack, so, hold on, Jack, because oh, Jack, oh.
4: the last time Jack was on was the premiere. Oh, sorry, please. Park. And we kind of uh, – he he kind of turned me like, you know, we're done with the pandemic shit. Let's move yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. Um, Jack, how did you
5: feel after that second episode? Second episode was much better. Um, yeah. I liked it just as much as you guys did when you were talking about it on that, that following binge cast. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, it's been okay. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that maybe – I don't know. I'm just not very much into it this season. I, maybe it's something with me. I, I don't really know. I, I'm I'm not digging this season as much as, uh, as as some of the past ones, but it could just be fatigue. I mean, you know, I, I thought their post-COVID specials were were like fun, you know. And now uh, going back to the show proper, it's like eh, I don't know. I kind of kind of I don't I don't know what I want from it. I'm just kind of I'll keep up with it, but I'm not loving it still. It's it's okay. It's fine.
4: All right. I got you. I I I feel you. I'm not blown away by it uh, either. The uh, real estate episode was, um, you know, not that great. What was what was this past week? I don't remember. Putin. The
5: uh, you know guys guys. The horse racing and shit. Yeah,
1: or whatever the horses.
5: I mean, that was that was actually fucking. That was pretty good. The horse visual was
4: fucking great. And watching horse. Horses shit like 13 to 14 times an episode is going to make me laugh at some point. Yeah. So,
1: yep. Okay. Episode two, though, is like that's yeah. the high bar right now. Holy fuck. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think I'm the only one watching this on the network. Uh, Single Drunk Female. It's a freeform slash Hulu show about a girl day in a life with uh, dealing with her sobriety going through day to day life. So, uh, I'm still watching it. It's not the best show. It's an easy watch. It's like 20 something minutes. So, in and out. Episode eight aired, so it's got to be ending soon. So, uh, I'm still is in. It,
4: is it disheartening that you haven't been able to talk any of us into it? Like no, I, honestly, not at all, I, because
1: it's it's not something where I'm like, you gotta see this show. Uh, yeah. It's not like recommendable. It's an easy show. It's a good couple show. If you wanted to throw something easy on for twenty something minutes while you're eating dinner or something, right? We don't have to stare at the oh. TV or guess plot points and shit.
4: I saw um Resident Alien came back. You had no interest in going back to that?
1: That came back and servant came back, Law. Well, right. And I have not touched any of that, but my wife is on episode uh seven of Servant. Mm. I've not asked her like what
4: is oh, happening. She doesn't she doesn't even talk like she doesn't come back up and say, ooh. Nope. Like she didn't try to, <laughs> get to watch it? Nope. Nope. All right. <laughs> She must know. It's shit, then. You know it's shit. It's gotta She's be. She's not about it. shit.
1: It's gotta be. It's gotta be. <laughs> um, I think everything else we're all kind of uh, tandem watching. Pam and Tommy. Is everyone caught up to episode yep. seven with me? Yep. With um, show?
4: Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Pam and Tom for a let's bit.
1: Do it. Let's fucking do it. Um, <laughs> I don't I'm, know who I'm that was. Kind of... <laughs>
4: I'm impressed – I don't know if I'm – I don't know what the word is. I don't think impressed is it. It's – I I really love how Pamela Anderson is coming off in this show. Yep. And it's weird to me because she, you know, has been against the show since the beginning. And even this past week announced that she's having her own documentary come out on Netflix to kind of confront the real story. Like a tell-all, yeah. right. And meanwhile, she's literally coming out as, like, this fucking girl playing her is doing an amazing job. Correct. And the story, the way it's written, no matter how much you like it or not, it's really framing her as to be not only the victim here, but the fucking, like, you know, really... Taking a stand for women and, mm-hmm. and holding her own in these in these fucking dire situations yeah. and standing up to fucking Tommy and fucking just laying it all out uh, just to try to salvage any part of her career, um, it's really putting her in a glowing light. Uh, oh yeah, I, I thought the timing of her announcement. I, like, she's got to have someone in her life telling her, like, look, this show's really making
1: you look amazing. Uh huh. Don't shit on it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very bizarre. I mean, you feel like you fucking feel for her. And she, the, the actress, has some really great monologues to really fucking put you to shame at some point, oh. uh, you know, and a lot of characters to shame. And you're like, oh, goddamn, this girl's like a fucking strong ass angel. That's basically yeah. what she is.
4: I feel like <laughs> I'm almost, like I'm at a point right now where I'm like I fucking like I love Pamela Anderson. Like she was one of the biggest stars in the world and got through this bullshit. Like and this is bullshit. This no matter how they're presenting it. And I had my issues with it at the beginning. Um, you know, it feels like a tabloid made fucking. TV show. Yeah. Um, but this, I, you know, I know the ins and outs of this story and the base of the story is really what happened. This fucking personal tape got out and everybody in the fucking world watched it. And I watched it. Um, to see how it affects her, That that is something fucking really interesting to watch. It, like, it really is. Yes. Yeah. Now, did it really affect her that way? I don't know. I feel like she's going to come up with this fucking documentary and be like, that's not how it happened. I was drunk. <laughs>
1: All the time, <laughs> I was on that Tommy Lee Jick, fucking all day and night. I didn't even know the fucking there was a tape.
3: I didn't care.
4: I gave it to Seth Rogen. Was <laughs> it Seth Rogen? I don't know.
5: <laughs> Seth Rogen. Uh,
1: um, yeah, I'm I'm okay with the show. Uh, before this episode, like I, I hit play and I'm like. I am missing like the whole Seth Rogen side here because I think the last like three episodes were yeah. just Pam yeah. and Tommy and I'm like, what the fuck happened to Seth Rogen? Like what happened to – like who's getting money, blah, 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 all the stuff and then fucking episode seven aired and it cleared like all that up for me. So I'm like, yeah. OK. <laughs> I think that was the perfect time because I was just getting a little um, – just getting a little bored with the Pam and Tommy and wanted to know more about the behind the scenes of the – not the production of the tape but like – Behind b- behind the scenes of the actual tape and who's got the money and who's got profit and what the hell's happening there. So this was a perfect timed episode to come in. Yeah, absolutely. So, um. uh,
4: and I, but I still don't. What you you get the Seth Rogen character and and the Tommy Lee character and either side of them, they can go both fucking kill themselves. Like honestly, like, I hate both of them. Like you know what I mean? Like there's no. There's no uh, hero or villain in that side of the story for me. And that's what I mean. Like, this is all, all my focus has come to how Pamela gets through this. You know what I mean?
1: But you got, he loves the shit out of Pamela. That's like the, that's the light right there with that character. Mm -hmm. That's the one uh, positive thing that I have to say about this. The way he's portrayed in the show is that he fucking loves her. He'll do anything for her. He'll fight for her. Um, yeah. So that's a great uh, quality that Tommy Lee has. Like he's not cheating on her. He's not fucking blowing lines off her titties. You know he's respectful to her. He's eccentric and wild boy. But when, when it comes down to it, he's in love with this girl and he'll do anything for her. So that's that's coming across well.
4: Yeah, for me. that's true. But what also is true is when <laughs> Seth Rogen stole the safe, I yeah. was like, fuck yeah, steal that safe.
1: You know why? Oh, no, the- no, no, no. When it comes to him and Seth Rogen, he's a complete fucking asshole. Yeah. But like I said, it's just the relationship between uh, Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson where it's like he, he fucking loves the shit out of her. But he
5: is a fucking douchebag to the everyone. I actually, I actually feel like I kind of pinpointed one of the things – one of the problems I have with the show this week and <laughs> – it was actually during that scene, that confrontation with, uh, you know, Tommy Lee and uh, and, and Seth Rogen's character. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I think that, I look. I, I haven't seen Sebastian Stan in a lot of stuff. I'm not a big fan of his, but generally speaking, when he shows up in a movie, he's he's playing like a either an affable or like a like a nice guy of some kind. Winter Soldier, notwithstanding. I mean, you know, after that one, he's he is what he is. Right. He's he's yeah. kind of like a likable actor you know um it's really difficult for me to see him as tommy lee at first i was okay with it but i i feel like if they had somebody that i wasn't predisposed to like i think the tommy lee performance would be better you know like definitely somebody who's already kind of a shithead i I think would have would have been more appropriate in my opinion but absolutely yeah totally uh, bad casting here Yeah. yeah
4: So, all right. Um, how many more episodes? Is this one? Is it eight? Eight
5: episodes? I think it's one. Okay, good.
4: Yeah, because I'm done. Let's like, just let's go. Yes.
5: Yeah, let's it start. should have been a movie. It's too much. Yeah. Too much. Too much. Much. <sighs> um, I've got a show I'm still watching that I can tag that one with, just because it's a quick one. Um, I'm still watching Secrets of Playboy. I think got <sighs> one or two more left. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I can't. I can't recommend it, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't recommend I, it. I thought it was you that that
4: wholeheartedly talked me out of continuing watching this. last I time did. Early.
5: I did. I was I'm such an <laughs> asshole that I just kept watching it. I don't know why.
1: He ta- he verbally tapped out to everyone, yeah. and then he his eyes didn't tap out. <laughs> you yeah. <kind> of
4: cheater! <laughs> just... <laughs> uh,
1: well,
4: what is right. that you're called? Right. That's
1: got to be called something. Yeah. I don't even know. We got Hoverboard Watch, whatever the fuck Tom called it. Uh, we got fucking Jack's Tap Out, Not Tap Out. I don't know what's going
5: on. I remember – It's a Jack and after... Tap Out. This
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: remember after our conversation, I went and watched the next one because I was like, well, I don't know if I'm out yet. And after the next one, I was kind of like, "Yeah, fuck. Jack was right. I'm out. You cocksucker. Yeah. You kept him going. I
1: yeah, tapped out too. I didn't even, and, even and, went back.
5: Yeah, but you know what the worst part is? I, like, I still can't recommend it. Like, tapping
1: out again. He's he doubled. wants, <laughs> he wants it for himself. Law. He's like, no one else. If if I <laughs> if I hate it, no one else can watch it. It's all mine. I'm hate watching this shit. <laughs> Maybe he's doing us a favor. Yeah, he, uh, know, he's doing right. God right now. I'm looking at the positive right. side. All right.
4: Hmm. all right, fuck that show.
1: Fuck that show again. Yeah, yeah, Jack, enjoy it.
4: I won't.
1: <laughs> you liar. Um, I got I two to... more. Oh no, no, no! I think we're all watching the the, the next two. So go ahead. Yeah, because I
4: got one. I think that you guys aren't watching. Okay. I don't know if this is strictly Canadian. I mean, I know it's available other places. Um, but oh my god! Last one, laughing. All right. <clears throat> Last this last one, one laughing? Last one laughing. Last LOL. One laughing. Get it? Get it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is a, it's a game show of sorts. Uh, it's a six-episode game show, uh, whereas the actual game show only lasts six hours. Every episode is <laughs> an hour of the show. You got ten comedians of Canadian descent. They are all thrown into a house a room if you will together and literally the last one laughing or smiling is the winner of the show um jay baron shell is the host and he is by far 100 percent and easily said the worst part of the show oh,
1: <laughs> I mean, no
4: oh my god it's not even pete i mean it's not like this show could have been I'm not giving away what I think about the show, but I'm saying it could have been better, okay, if Jay Baruchel was not the host of the show. He, in an odd move for whoever made the choices here, Prime or fucking the production or whoever the fuck did this, every other word out of Jay Baruchel's mouth is fucking this and fucking that, and he is out of the Ordinary, vulgar, for no reason at all, and I'm like, look, I'm fine with it. You know, what I mean, I'm good with fucking. I work, I can work blue, Pete. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I can listen to some motherfuckers swear. It just doesn't fit in this fucking concept uh, at right. all. The, the The actual comedians are, and I'm, you're gonna you're gonna recognize a few names here, but not all of them. Uh, Caroline Ray, she was from uh, Sabrina the Teenage mm-hmm. Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh Deborah Giovanni, uh Jonathan LeJoie. He is uh Taco from um The League. If you guys ever watched The League, the fantasy uh football sitcom. Uh Brandon Nash Muhammad, Andrew Fung, who was on a really popular Canadian sitcom called uh, something gas. I never watched it. Sorry. <laughs> um but then you got but then you got Dave Foley from The Kids in the Hole, the Hall, The Hole. The Hall. Love, uh, love Colin from Whose Line It Is Anyways. Love I mean him. this guy is yeah, absolutely phenomenal. May Martin, who I had never heard. She's just a comedian. I don't know what she's ever done. K Trevor Wilson, who is uh from Sh- uh not shit speak, but the other uh P- or uh Jack, you were watching the other Canadian t- the hockey player Kenny. Oh, uh, Letterkenny. Letterkenny, he's the big fat beard guy.
5: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: And Definitely then uh, yeah. Yeah, the last comedian in the house is Tom Green, and I'm sure everyone in the world knows who Tom Green is. So mm-hmm. you, they put 10 comedians in a, in a room. They're, these are the rules, because it's very Canadian. If you laugh once, you get a yellow card. I know that's soccer, but whatever. Um, <laughs> if you laugh again, a laugh or smile, by the way, uh, you get a red card and you are you have to join bear shell in the hosting room that which is just an attached room to the house or the room um oh my god can this be
1: a palooza game
4: this was fucking amazing <laughs> like i'm not, i'm not going to lie to you this concept is fascinating and fucking at points the best thing to watch ever what because you have comedians just trying to make other comedians laugh the entire time they're around each other and the funniest part is not even that the funniest part is these people trying not to laugh that is what makes the show this May Martin girl Um, I've never heard of her before but I absolutely am a fucking huge fan of her now because she's fantastic and Jonathan John Lejoie, who I absolutely I came out and said was one of the worst characters on television in the league <laughs> i am a huge fan of this guy now because he was the best fucking contestant on this show he was unbelievable to watch as he oh. tried not to laugh uh, around basically his heroes right and tom green and colin mockery um so every episode a couple of people get eliminated it, it comes down to the end and there's only two comedians left And they literally have this fucking like stare down where they have to try to make each other laugh in the last fucking five minutes of the show. I don't know if that's the way it's supposed to happen, but this is how it happened on this uh, version of the show. I think this has existed elsewhere. Um, This was a lot of fun, way more fun than it wasn't. There's cheesy bits like everyone. There's a stage right, so everyone gets their opportunity to go on stage and do an act, Mm -hmm. and some of those acts are so bad, like they're so (laughs) bad. But even the bad ones, people are trying their hardest not to laugh about this because it's so fucking stupid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't – you literally can't laugh. There's four or five people that get a card from laughing at themselves. Like, they make a joke and they fucking laugh about it and they get fucking carded. It's fucking hilarious. Um, Who is
1: judging, by the way, or refereeing? Is there people off?
4: Bershell in the other room. Oh, okay. He's 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 literally got a camera on every single contestant. Okay. Uh, so he has to watch. He has to watch all the. I'm sure there's other people doing it with him. I mean, ten screens is kind of hard to keep an eye on. But yeah, um, I, I fucking loved it. I you uh. know I didn't I didn't know all of the people here, but fuck did I have a lot of great times with this show, man. Just watching these guys fucking try to hold back. Uh, Tom Green being like Tom Green was on Big Brother Celebrity Big Brother a few seasons ago, and he just wasn't funny. Like it wasn't good for him. This was old, vintage Tom oh, Green. Yes, Like, not <laughs> fucking, my bum is on your lips, Tom Green. Like yes! 100% the entire time he was in the house. And he's, and and everyone in there loves him, so they're all struggling with trying not to fucking laugh at him. Oh, this is great. This is great,
1: man. Oh, I'm totally watching this. We need to do this, too,
4: at fucking Palooza, too. Oh, my God, this would be fucking hilarious, and I would lose just immediately. You know? <laughs> like <laughs> I, oh my God, it must be so hard when you get around. So, like Colin Mockery's face, like he could just look at me weird and I would just fucking piss myself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) he's just that funny. And then I started thinking, like, Jess and I were texting about this, and I was just like, imagine an all star, like, the ultimate Canadian cast where you got, like, fucking Mike Myers, Jim Carrey, fucking Dan Aykroyd. Fuck, like, you know what I mean? Like, you get the the best of the best Canadian fucking comedians in here, like Eugene Levy. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking, it would be fucking, it would be incredible. I don't know if they're going to continue with this. I really hope they do, because obviously the the, the, the pool of Canadian comedians is probably pretty deep. And I don't even mind if I don't know who they are because this Mae Martin girl—I had no idea who she was—but she was fucking phenomenal in it. This is really good. Wow! Cool.
1: It looks like it's a kind of a country to country thing. There's a, yeah, that's,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Canada, Australia, Italy, Germany, Brazil. So it's definitely a show that it's getting remade. I haven't seen States yet, but that's probably next, right? We're getting closer and closer.
4: Yeah. I could see it happening soon because this—I I imagine this was pretty successful per, for for uh, Prime Canada. So, yeah, I can uh, I can see a U.S. version coming. This was fun, man. This was real fun. I'm
1: definitely definitely uh, watching that. That seems like a lot of fun. Yeah,
4: perfect amount good. of episodes too. Six episodes, get in, get out. Um, every every episode was like. Uh, it took an hour of the show away, or I mean the c- contest away, but it wasn't even an hour long. Like every, I think the last two episodes were like 30 something minutes long. That was fucking amazing. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Sweet. All right. Last one. All right. Um, Let me do what else you guys didn't watch. Go ahead. And that would be Bel Air. Bel Air. All right. Okay. Who called in about this, Chad D? God,
3: it's
4: all over that fucking Bel Air. <laughs> right. You guys know Fresh Prince of Bel right? You watch that sure. shit.
1: Yeah, love that show.
4: Um, here we got Chad D. Kind of, you know, already fucking opened this up. It is like a dramatic reimagining of this. I think this. Did this? Correct me if I'm wrong. Did this not start out as a fake trailer where? Yes. One. Yes. Okay. Will Smith saw that shit, because he produces this, so he saw that shit and he was like, Hey man, we could do that. Jiggy 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 or something. <laughs> <camp. laughs> um, so yeah, we got all the cast here, right? Uh Will gets into a fucking uh scrum at the basketball courts in, in fucking South Philly or West Philly. Well, oh, fuck where he is. And um, it gets really fucking deep. Yeah. Uh, his oh, friends so deep. His get his friend's getting his ass kicked. He pulls a gun out of his friend's bag. He holds it out of this big fucking gangster's head. And then all shit breaks loose. The cops come up, arrest Will. Will gets shipped off the Bel Air to his uh his rich uncle and um aunt. And then uh Will's gotta try to fit in. Now, here are the differences. Um Differences only come, obviously, if you're gonna make this dramatic, it comes in character arcs, right? Um, and viv and viv's being played as fucking you know uh, an absolute sweetheart she is a struggling artist um uncle phil is uh he's kind of like this he's he's running for what is it what did he say he was running for da yeah sure yeah, i think um, so perfect yeah he's running for da but uh he's got all these different uh, people that are trying to come down on him like the cops are looking for him to not defund the police. Oh yes. They're throwing a lot of modern day issues into this. Okay. Um, okay. Jeffrey. Now Jeffrey's my favorite change from the original to this one, because Jeffrey is the, the, what is he called? The, uh, the housekeeper, the Butler, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in this one, he is, he is straight up, fucking like he's a not only is he column g he's a straight-up g like he is a straight-up gangster <laughs> he gets shit done for fucking uh uncle phil he get he's on the like i can't i can't even really tell you what happens without spoiling it but um he's involved in murders Why yeah, he is involved in uh, everything you could imagine. The funniest part of the show for me was when Will Caltrim he called him at one point Idris, as in Idris Elba, and it made me laugh out loud because he is literally that much of a G in this show. Um, it's fucking hilarious to watch. Uh, Hillary is the worst Ooh. translation to this show. She is a influencer, And she's she wants to move out Mm. and she found an influencer house. This is a house all influencers live and they have to hold up their part of the bargain or they'll get kicked out. So Hillary's always looking for content and every situation she walks in, what could be content for influencing? It's it's it makes me it makes my fucking eyes and ears bleed at the same time. And I fucking hate everything about it. <laughs> Ashley is a 12 year old lesbian, and she wants this fucking, her friend that came to her birthday party at the Roller rink basically to go down on her. Like, I'm not, I can't, there's no other way to describe what's happening with Ashley. Okay. Other than she is in love with this fucking girl in her class, and um, that's her whole storyline. There's literally nothing going on otherwise. And Ashley. uh jazzy jeff is in it he's a fucking uber driver he picked up will from the airport and he drove him to fucking the banks's house now will fucking had a good repertoire with him and they fucking <laughs> hang out every once in a while and that's jazz is fucking role in this
1: show mm. now carlton <laughs> <laughs> i still don't know whether you love this or you hate this yet but keep going keep going Carlton is the biggest change from the
4: original show. Um, he is the villain of this series. Wawa weewa. He, he hates that Willis showed up.
3: Mm-hmm. He
4: hates that he is interfering with his relationship with his parents. Yeah. He is addicted to to some sort of pill, I can't remember off the top of my head what it is, but more often than not, we are uh, allowed to watch him snort said pill off any surface that is around him. Um, he plays lacrosse; he's on the lacrosse team. He's very athletic. He's very—he's still very short. And um, him and Will get into a fist fight very early on the show. Um, he is very angry all the time. He has, um, anxiety attacks, uh, which, uh, like entail very intense scenes with him watching his dad hug will and him fucking going off and doing a line in the bathroom for some reason. (laughs) He's very off the cuff. You don't know what to expect from Carlton. He's very scary as a character. Um, it's very, very, very different from the original show. Um, Will himself, yeah. I mean, he, you know, every episode he he walks into another fucking issue. And like Chad D said, these are very similar to issues that he might have walked into the in the Fresh Prince, um, but they are handled obviously and presented very differently in this show. Now, before I I, I wanted to rate this show, like I wanted to. I, I'm not. It's not done, and I'm I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to continue with it. But
1: is the I season just, done I, though? Is the
4: season no, done? Okay. No. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, oh, I don't okay. know. Oh, I don't know. Let's not talk about season two yet. Let's just get through this oh, one. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Mary! I just wanted. to, I, I asked myself as I was watching the last episode. I I'm like, look at if this if this what if I if this wasn't based on a show I had literally already watched. And okay. I and this, the Fresh Prince is pretty recent on my radar because my kids went through a whole thing where they watched every episode. So it's like. You know, it's pretty fresh on my radar. I just did the reunion not too long ago, and I absolutely fucking loved it. So this is pretty fresh on my radar. Only reason I started watching this show. So I had to ask myself, if I just happened upon this show and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air didn't exist, Mm. would I actually continue watching this show? It's not out of the ordinary for me to pick a show. Yeah. That just smeared that night. Because I will literally go online before work and be like, oh, season one, episode one? Let's give it a try. I don't give a fuck what it is. Yeah. If I did that for this show, would I have continued watching it? Drum it's roll, a, please. <laughs> it's a really hard no. Like it's a fucking – it's the hardest of hard no's. Wow. I'm not have to watch this show. Are
1: you just more curious to see how they handle – these characters and some of the situations will get based on the sitcom. You're like, oh what else? How how else are they pairing the two worlds? Is that I think I'm
4: I think I'm even beyond that. Okay. I think at this point it's filling it's filling time in my week because and I don't know how much longer that's gonna happen. I just don't I don't think it's written well. I why don't, not tap
1: out? I don't know.
4: That's what I'm. That's what I'm. I'm trying to figure out myself. Tap out. Check a tap
1: out. It. Come on. I got a tap the, out coupon here if you need it. No. 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 Okay.
4: No. I love the Jeffrey character. I think he's fucking brilliant. There's a lot of look at. There's a lot of changes <laughs> to the show. For there to be one that's brilliant, I think is a win for them. All right, the Jeffrey <laughs> character being like basically. Uh, um, a fucking like secret mission fucking gangster I think that's pretty brilliant and I fucking love it everyone else though I just don't love I don't know I don't know I don't know why I'm still watching it I don't think I would if it wasn't Fresh Prince and I think that's the only other factor thing like I think that's the only thing factoring in why I'm still watching it it's just the Fresh Prince thing
1: okay I won't watch this
4: yeah, I don't recommend you do. I, I have no
5: desire. Yeah, I'm I'm probably not gonna check it out. I I, I didn't care enough about the Fresh Prince to begin with, so.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah. I, I, look, I get it. Even the Fresh Prince of Bel Air is not a great show, but it's kind of nostalgic
1: for a lot of people. I, I love sure. the show. I love the sitcom. Mm-hmm. Just don't need this. I, I just right. I just don't need this. There's so much shit happening with a tv right now this is just not on uh, my my list my top list so all right let me let me finish
4: off what i've watched that none of you have watched okay uh, okay sure because i've f- i dove into cheer at some point oh wait. during the two weeks oh my god <laughs> i never got out oh my god <sighs> Of season two wait what say it again Okay. I I started cheer. Yeah. And I never watched a single other thing until I was done the last episode of season 2. I watched it completely directly straight through.
1: Season 1 and season 2 straight through. Straight through. You could have tapped out. So I am fucking standing up right now. What what's <laughs> happening here? What what is going on? Do you know how to do fallouts now? What are, what's happening? Are you on top of a pyramid? What tell me. Talk to me. Are you stunting over there? Tell me what's happening. <laughs> Pete. Yes. Sir. Oh
4: man. I was uh listen. This is a roller coaster of a watch. I'm not I'm not going to... <laughs> <laughs> to me. Pete. I didn't know anything about this. Me you too. About... Okay. So you you have talked about it, you know, here and there. Um Apparently, these people are very popular in the world of pop culture and and even you know other celebrities really loving this show and all that kind of shit. but somehow that has all escaped me. I didn't know a single person involved in this show like I didn't know any of their names. I didn't know who they were. I never saw any of them on fucking Ellen or fucking this or that i didn't I didn't know anything okay that's good that's good okay. I think it actually ended up being really good because I would send <laughs> I would send updates to Jess as I was watching it about cheer and she's not even watching the show. <laughs> 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 she, She's basically watched the show through my texts. Yeah. After almost every episode after I finished it. And I told her about what happened to everybody in the show. Oh my God. Who was my favorite and who wasn't. Yes. Oh my after God. <laughs> the first season of cheer was, It was great. Like, I really love this season of uh, it's much different than I ever thought it would be. Um, It's so much more dramatic. It's so much more um, dark and deep, basically, is what I'm saying. Like, it's not your frivolous fucking uh, girly girl fucking cheer show. These are the ones like that my daughter was watching, the Canadian ones on uh, Netflix. Yes. And what I had asked avery to watch this with me and once i got in like a couple episodes i'm like avery would hate this show like it's ah, really boring too dramatic right? yeah yeah um but i but i really got into the storylines right like i really they do a really good job here a lot of so the i had seen pictures of of like monica right like i like the uh-huh. coach and i'm like oh she's she's a bitch yes she right yep and then the show starts and i'm like she's my favorite like yeah, she's literally yeah. my favorite character because she's so amazing at how she deals with everything yeah i don't want to spend a lot of time in this i can hear jack walking away right now listen
1: <laughs> hey this is so, good she, this is good it may, pe- may have people wa- wa- want to watch this now
4: the first season ended and it ended in, it couldn't end in any better way like i mean this was it was almost as if it was scripted
1: it was like uh, a 30 for 30 episode uh, it, show really
4: it's amazing Six episodes, right? You're just like, "Holy oh, fuck!" Like this was this was highly dramatic, edge of your seat shit. Yeah. I, listen to me, Pete. Yeah. And I'm not even I'm not exaggerating. In the next two minutes, when I mm-hmm. tell you this, yeah, uh-huh. there's a moment in the final routine when they're on stage.
3: Yeah.
4: Fucking Daytona. Okay. Uh-huh. When the guy fucking blows out his ankle. Yeah. And I turn into the gay guy from Family Guy. And I'm like,
3: oh, no. Ah!
4: (laughs) I was so fucking involved in this fucking routine at the end of the show.
1: Hell, yeah. You've been watching it for six episodes.
4: Without any sarcasm and without any, like, not even trying to be funny, I audibly said, oh, no. (laughs) It was unbelievable. I couldn't even believe it came out of my (laughs) mouth. Anyways, I was deep into the. End of that show. Okay? I come uh, into the next season now. Yeah. There, between the last episode and the first episode mm-hmm. of the second season, I fucking dish everything to Jess. Yeah. Oh, this like, this was amazing. This and this fucking guy Jerry. Oh my god, oh, Jerry! Fucking, right? He got shit on for fucking most of the season, but he stepped up when he needed to. He did this fucking. He held up this girl. I was like, I was going crazy about Jerry. Oh, oh. yeah, Jerry's the best. Second season, first episode starts, and the first five minutes of that fucking episode literally <laughs> put a bullet into my heart, and it exploded, and I feel like I had a stroke at work.
1: <laughs> I couldn't even believe what was I was watching. That's good television right there, baby.
4: I couldn't even. I, I honest to God, Pete, I was fucking absolutely blown away. Now, Now, when you started
1: season two, did you know this news? Yes. Oh, see, I... I but, didn't. I didn't but, know any of this. Perfect. But I didn't know if they were going to touch on it. Oh fuck, they touched on oh, it. Oh, they touched. He touched. <laughs> 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 oh my
4: god. I so I'm blown away. This first and then and then I did not like that the first, the second season was ex- like way more episodes. But I understand why they had to do it because they were focusing on two teams. Correct. Also, this also seems scripted, if you think about it, right? Like, why would they focus on this other team so much and then include them and then have the way it turns out? It's just, it's weird. It's, they're. You mean them being the
1: final two? I mean, I, right?
4: No, yeah, but no. No. Not just that. You know what I'm saying? Like, who wins? Like, I'm saying, like, how, it's like where they dig. I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, like every time they fucking dig a hole in the backyard, they find a pot of gold. These producers like, you know what I mean? Like next year, they're going to find another team. And what? Like that team's going to win. Like, you know what I mean? Like every <laughs> they can't do anything wrong. This fucking production crew. Anyways, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I had a hard I didn't like the other team so much. Like I did. There wasn't many. Same. I'm with you. The coach.
1: I did not like the coach. No, I hated the coach. Yeah. Um, I, I like the other like... coach, though. What? Oh, the white guy yes yeah yeah i liked him a
4: lot like he was really down to earth and i liked him because he was friends with monica listen i don't want to get into this, this is okay. Fucking... <laughs> okay jack are you awake barely okay <laughs> all right i'm gonna move on listen i absolutely love cheer like i did i really fucking loved um i was absolutely obsessed for fucking however many episodes i think oh, it was amazing 14 episodes straight i watched it absolutely all the way through yeah um it's one of those uh, who's going to be back for next season kind of deals in my head right now. Like is is, is, the third season been confirmed? Is that happening?
1: I have no idea, but I love where you're at. Like, no,
4: but it's just a thing, right? Like I need to know like my Gabby is my shit, right? Like Gabby is my girl. If I have to go back and look at all the characters in the first two seasons, yeah. One, the one mainstay for me is Gabby, but here's the thing. I despise Gabby's parents. Like I, oh, they're terrible so much. All right, listen, okay, Jack. yeah,
1: look, we could do a we could do a whole cheer uh, show if you want.
4: We mean, we, we might do a fucking a fucking commentary. <laughs> yes, fucking commentary. I'm just saying. All right, do you Gab- recommend
1: this to our binge, uh, to the to the binge listeners?
4: Absolutely. You like a good sports documentary. This has all the fucking ingredients, all of them. There you go. It has fucking characters to hate, characters to love, fucking moments where you want them to shine and they fucking fail hard. And then, when you least expect it, you're up fucking on your feet clapping. This has everything a sports fucking documentary needs, and this was uh, this was pretty great. I love cheer.
5: Ah, nice. Jack, any interest? Um, not at the moment, but maybe at some point. Listen, Law's
1: the you know Law's one of the kings, one of the two kings. So uh, to hear this, yeah. w- to hear this from uh, Jim Law, that's 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 some value. That moves the needle, you
5: know.
1: Yeah. I, listen, Jack, I, I've known you for a long time, and
4: I, and I know like your athletic uh, preferences and shit like that, and specifically movies about sports and stuff like that. I think you would really love the way this is presented um all right it's taking a sport that you really you and i to be honest like n- and pete probably yeah. <laughs> to watch without seeing any of this to watch on television it would never happen you know what i mean um it's this is not bring it on the documentary this is you know what i mean this and pete said it best this is this is a great extended episode of 30 for 30 it literally is because when the best episodes of that show are when they take uh uh Topic a sport people that I don't really know or care about and make a fucking amazing story about it And by the end it happens almost every time by the end you're fucking enthralled and love it And that's what this show did I don't care about fucking competitive cheerleading I don't you know, what I mean like none of seeing any of these people fucking otherwise wouldn't interest me But the way it's all thrown together is fucking it's really well made. It's really really well edited and presented in a, in the least cheesy and cheerleading way that you could possibly do it.
5: All right. All right. Noted. This is a nice. uh, pretty, pretty strong endorsement coming from two trusted associates here. So <laughs> I was on the
1: fence. It was when law jumped in is when my uh, fucking you know, <laughs> validity jumped up a notch.
2: You loved it. No, I did love it.
1: But, like, people listening, they're like, ah, oh, it's just Pete fucking watching, fucking cheering his pajamas. But Jim <laughs> Law watching it at work, you know, with his fucking work clothes on, God, around Bubba's. It's got to be good.
5: He's wearing his suspenders. He's got his wrench in one hand, his coffee in the other. He's
1: fucking doing full outs at work. It's amazing. <laughs> Uh, it was it was an
4: emotional roller coaster. By ah, the way. It's so great to hear.
1: I'm not crazy, thank you. <laughs> Someone get me out of this straight jacket.
4: <laughs> you have been justified, Peter MC. <laughs> Very
5: nice. All right. Awesome. All
4: right, let's move on to uh, P- uh, Jack. Was there anything else that you've watched that we haven't? Or
5: uh, yeah, I checked out one other thing. Um, I started the Dropout, the Elizabeth Theranos story uh, with Amanda Seyfried. Um, oh, so this is there's a really interesting, uh, trend recently. So Dopesick came out right after crime of the century. Uh, crime of the century is directed by Alex Gibney. He's, he's done a lot of these sort of, uh, current events documentaries in the re in the last like 10, 15 years. Um, I watched a few of his last year during the movie challenge. And I think maybe the most famous one he's done is the going clear, the Scientology documentary from five or six years ago. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, he makes Crime of the Century, then Dopesick comes out a few months later. I think it was last year, Gibney made a documentary about Elizabeth uh, uh, Holmes, mm-hmm. and now they're making the series about the whole Theranos story. Um, if you don't know what this woman did, she was – actually, I believe she was just convicted in court finally. But uh, she had a startup company that claimed they could test – your blood using only a drop instead of having to take a whole syringe of blood. And, um, she was trying to be a pioneer in the medical field. Turned out she defrauded investors out of, you know, millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of the story of her, um, you know, forming the company, all the ins and outs of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, kind of continuing from there. Um, three episodes have dropped. I've only watched the first two. Um, It's interesting. If you ever see interviews with Holmes, she has a very strange way of speaking. Um, Um, her voice is just like super deep for no reason. And I don't know. She, she has like creepy dead eyes that she like just stares at you. It's, it's very, she's a very like unsettling person. Um, (laughs) Seyfried does a pretty good job doing her version of that. And it, it really, it really works actually. I think she's pretty good. Um, bunch of other people show up in this uh michael ironside actually has a role in this which i was kind of surprised to see him um uh stephen fry's got a, a role here and uh, i lost it there was someone else i was going to mention oh uh naveen andrews from uh lost is in this pete um, nice he's got a he's got a decent role i'm a communications
1: um, officer for the republican guard jesus right
5: um <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, not wrong. you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, this show's pretty good. I think this is right in somebody like TM's wheelhouse. Uh, you know, I know he likes these true story docs. This one is interesting. Um, I'm only two episodes in, I I will say, I don't think that there's a way that they can tell this story and not come out as an insult to this Elizabeth Holmes person, but there is a bunch of stuff in the doc where, I think they're trying to paint it as, like, oh, you know, she was a woman in a man's world and had to make tough choices or something, which I think would be, like, a shitty way to make the story angle, but uh, I don't know. But we'll, we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't continue too much with that stuff. But, but yeah, um, really, really uh, – I don't know. Solid watch right now. I'm going to watch the third episode and, uh, you know, I might do more after that. We'll see. Uh, nice.
1: I saw the doc, the, uh, the inventor. It's on HBO. I, I enjoyed that. I probably won't watch – The show, but Jennifer Lawrence has also just been cast as this woman, and they're doing a movie. So I'll
5: I'll probably check that out. Oh, okay. Yeah. All
4: right. What was that called? The
5: follow? Uh, The dropout. The dropout. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Got it. Yeah. Okay. I I forgot. I have one more thing. And honestly, I'm not going to spend more than a minute on this. Joe versus Carol uh, came Uh out on Netflix. I don't know what the fuck came out on. Um, This is the dramatization of Tiger King with uh, Kate McKinnon playing uh, Carol Baskin. And I don't know who they cast as fucking Joe Exotic, but he's horrendous. Um, This is terrible. This is fucking good. I'm not watching this shit anyway. Yep, I'm not watching it. I'm four episodes in. Oh! I just have the whole thing. I look at. I download the whole season as one file, right? Like, and I'm just like, ah, what else am I gonna do? Um, it's just fucking brutal. Like, oh, uh, anyways, yeah, I'm done. I, I don't recommend this to anybody. If you've even enjoyed Tiger King, don't watch it. If you did not enjoy Tiger King, definitely don't watch it. So there's no recommendation here. So nice. Yeah, I'm All not right. watching this bullshit. All right. Sweet. I only watched it because McKinnon. Like, I'm big. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the best thing about Saturday Night Live for me right now, and she was missing from Saturday Night Live for the first half of the season. And this is why. So I wanted to see why, and fuck her. Like, that's funny because that's
1: the reason why I wasn't going to watch it was because of yeah.
5: her. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wow, that's interesting. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh I fuck, w- she's no. in it. Fuck this show.
4: I wanted to see how she played Carol Baskin. She look it. She's a great fucking impersonator and stuff like that, right? Like. Um and while she does, she's fine in the show. It's just everything like the writing and the fucking storylines they picked to focus on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's horrible, really, yeah. really, really bad. All right, cool. Not watching this shit. Fucking TV's long tonight. Let's yeah, do this. We got
1: two more.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Severance, right, boys? Huh? Hmm. Severance right. episode four. Or law, you have not talked about this at all. So. Did you get, are you caught up?
4: I am 100% caught up. I started watching this right from the get-go. It sounded really interesting to me. I'm a big uh, fucking Adam Scott guy. Uh, Really didn't know anyone else involved, to be honest with you. I mean, when Turturro and Arquette show up, I'm kind of like, oh, fuck, nice. They got Mm -hmm. some shit. When Walken showed up, I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, who's directing this? What the fuck? Ben Stiller. <laughs> like I didn't know anything. You know what I, mean? just, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was So uh, I was impressed by that. Uh, this is my favorite intro to any show going on right now. Great intro. I fucking love it. And uh, yeah, I mean, after the first episode, I came home and I fucking was really pumped and told Jess all about this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, I mean, it's it's died down a little bit, but they still give me enough every episode to... Uh, like i'm definitely not topping out i'm definitely coming back it's it's it makes me want to solve the mystery of what's really going down in an office and what happened with pete
5: why he left what happened to his head and shit like that so where are you getting um i uh i i I really like it i really like it pete we talked about it a few weeks ago um i was wanting a little more visually from it um I think it's, I think it's delivered actually. I think it did what I wanted it to do so far. Um, so that was, you know, that was kind of my one problem with it. Um, I, I, I can, I got no issues with the show. Um, all the casting is, is really great. Um, I, if I have any negative, it's just that I, I'm not sure that I really like Patricia Arquette as an actress these days. Um, there's something about all of her performances where she has like a it's, – it's a mouth thing with her. It's a real mouth problem. Oh! The way she talks and enunciates is very – I don't know. Something about it is off-putting. Can't put my finger on it. but uh, Well, that's interesting though because obviously she's kind of
4: enunciating two different ways in this show. So is there one over the other that's worse or are they
5: both just as bad? I think they're both just as bad because she has like this affectation to the way she speaks. And it's, I I don't know how to describe it to you other than when it's in true romance and she's doing more of a Southern accent It it, her voice makes more sense to me Uh in this, when she doesn't have that, I'm noticing her trying to do, uh, uh, to like two kind of different voices. Like I can see the acting with her. I think is the problem. Ah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I I, I really like everything that's uh, that it's giving us so far. Um, I'm I've liked all the different cliffhangers that they've had in the episodes. Um, the guy who played Petey, um, I don't know if, if you guys pick up on this, I don't know the actor's name, but he's I always remember him as the guy from Seinfeld who steals the armoire off the off the street. Him and his buddy, yeah. it's like we're yeah. taking this armoire, okay? Um,
1: yeah. who, who doesn't want to wear the ribbon?
5: Right. <laughs> Yo, get him! Uh, but no it's it, I, I, I have nothing but good things to say about the show. I've been recommending this to uh, a lot of people I know, actually. Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. This, is, have, Pete? Yeah, this is me. Oh, that was deep. Oh, so
4: fucking deep in its guts. Oh. <clears throat> this is my
1: shit right God. now. This is like I fucking love this goddamn show. I just I'm loving living <laughs> in this world right now. Uh, I can't wait for it to air so I can fucking watch the shit out of it. I want more of it. Um, I don't know if it's like a mini series, It's going to be like a one-season thing, but I'll fucking just like keep going. Keep giving them to me, baby. Let's fucking take it. Fucking, I'll take this shit all day. Oh, jeez. So deep. Yeah, I totally recommend the show. I have been recommending this. I haven't recommended this to my parents though. I recommend this to uh, uh just just other people, you know, like my age or a little bit older, a little bit younger. Uh but not my parents. Like I don't know if my parents could handle this as far as like slow for them. You know, this is an action John Wick for my dad type shit, so the, I don't know if I could recommend this to them.
4: I don't know if this is telling or not, but IMDB they already have two seasons listed.
1: Oh shit.
4: With ten episodes listed for the second season. Like they that it's already inputted into the site. Oh, give it to me, well, baby. Yeah. I don't know if that's telling or not.
1: Now Jim Law, I don't want to get mm-hmm? too heavy into this, but would you sever?
5: At work. Oh well, deep question. You wouldn't be able to, to podcast really, because you would that's have right, to watch That's watch. right. <laughs> it would totally destroy you, Hold on.
4: You're saying <laughs> severed job is podcasting? Yeah, I would never have anything. You
1: wouldn't watch anything.
4: Yeah. Um, but if it was actually my job.
5: Oh no, I actually I know what you're saying, Jack. I would never be able to yeah. watch it. Yeah. Oh, you now... would have no content because you're not you don't know what you watched while you were at work because you're
3: severed. <laughs> All right, so
4: but here's the thing like, if you sever, you never know what you do at work, anyways, right? Like, if so, you can't say, like, oh, my job's so horrible, I wish I could sever. Like,
1: but you wouldn't, oh, I don't know. That's a really weird question, man. <laughs> I mean, the Adam Scott character, the reason for his sever is pretty legitimate to, to me. And, and I, and I buy it. And I, I kind of love that reason. We obviously don't know the other, um, co-workers reason for doing so but th- that is such a heavy thing for for him to to take this job and to sever you know, and you know. you know
4: that's that's telling for the show to have legs too because specifically for these three other characters mm-hmm. uh, you know the i i have the thing up now um dylan Helly, and irving we haven't even touched on who they are in real life, right? Like that, this is still a ton of content that they haven't got to. And we're what four Four. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So five that it says here, nine episodes for the first season. And we're still enthralled in, in the storyline that's going on. Now they haven't even branched out from that. So I think there's a lot of shit here to tell.
1: Yeah. I thought we were going to get a little bit more, uh, with who they focused on in episode four, as far as the Audi version, um, we do get a little glimpse. I'm trying, yeah, I'm just trying not to spoil anything. here. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah. I thought we were really gonna dive deep into what was going on yeah. out there, but but we didn't get it this episode. But I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Like, maybe you know, she's she's got problems too. On on the outside, which is, I'm only basing that on the Adam Scott character. And what, like, how,
4: it's so interesting to think about what's going on in her outie life because say we did do this and your, your, any life sent you a fucking CD, right? Saying, my God, get me the fuck out of here. And then you're still like, nope. <laughs> like,
1: what the fuck is going it's gotta on? It's got to be that bad on the outside yeah, or. Me. Man. Yeah, it's so <laughs> freaky. It's yeah. so like it's such a mind fuck, but so interesting to do a deep dive on. That's what makes this show so interesting.
4: Yeah, there's yeah. so much shit going on here, man. I love it. Great concepts, executed yeah. very well.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. All about it. I Can't wait for more. I to- totally recommend this thing. Nice. Yeah. All right. What's the uh, What's the last one you're talking about? So I started. I, I think you both. Are watching the show, uh, I started the after party finally.
5: Oh, yes, oh, yeah, I tapped out of that after half of the first episode.
1: Oh, okay, so I started the after party, um, dug the first episode. I'm like, I okay, I understand what's happening here. We're gonna deal with each character, each episode, and get their take on what happened up until the murder. And, um, Tiffany Haddish is the uh police or the detective that's dealing with, uh, interviewing, uh, all the party goers and whatnot. Um, I'm like 50, 50 with this show. I, by the way, I, f- I finished the whole thing. I did the finale. I, 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 I banged the whole thing out this week. Uh, because it was so 50-50 for me. There was a lot I liked and there was a lot that I, I didn't like. The things I didn't like were there was a ton of mouths that I fucking hated. I wanted to punch so many people in the goddamn mouth. It's like, how would you become an actor? Who are these casting directors? Are they blind? What are you doing? Maybe. Second, Little – a lot of the episodes were very long as far as what does this have to do with the murder and there's a lot of it that doesn't have anything to do with the murder and it drove me fucking crazy. I'm like these episodes should be 20 minutes each. About their take on what's happening at the party. There's a lot of flashbacks. We're going further back than we really need to. And then they tried, you know, at the finale, they clean it up like, oh, this had a lot to do with this. Like, fuck off. Like, as a viewer, you're not going to figure this out. What am I going to do in a rewatch of a television show? Go fuck yourself. Um, Tiffany Haddish was going into it. Besides, I, I loved her in Bad Trip. But other than that, I didn't really know her from anything else. So she wasn't a draw for me. But she was fucking fantastic in the show. I fucking loved her so much in the show. I think she was the best part uh, right. of this show. Her and Walt were my favorite characters in this show. Yeah. Oh. What's up? Yeah, I
4: loved Walt. The Walt character is a brilliant television uh, character. I'm telling you right now. I like, fucking, fucking loved Walt. Fantastic.
1: I think Nate P. called in months ago. About a show that Walt stars in. He's a British actor. And I think Nate called in to tell us about a show that he's in. Um, I looked it up. Um, So I may have to check out that show now that he was in. Um, But it was a fun show. I think it just could have been a little tighter with different actors. And it would have been a fucking phenomenal show. But it was just – it sits around a six and a half, seven. I think it's a total – recommended show for the majority of the listeners out there but i don't know it was wishy-washy it was long
4: yeah i'm i'm pretty much right on with you it's a fun show the last episode it's it's a lot of fun to see how they tie everything together and i fucking love that type of shit right Mm -hmm. like i and I, I actually love the whole concept of the show—different perspectives of the same story over and over again. It's really cool. I've always loved this shit. But you're right. Uh, at some point, you're like, "Oh, this is this little too late." Like, you know what I mean? Like, to have this much brilliance come uh, after about four or five episodes where we're kind of like, "Oh my god, get to the end." Yeah. Um, there's the odd episode that I love. Like, I love the the the, the Jasper episode. Like, it's oh, fuck yeah. I fucking love it so much, and I think about it every time I start the sh- the like the the intro to the show comes on. I'm just like, oh, can we have another Jasper episode? Yeah. <laughs> I got more fucking Jasper's on. Um, but yeah, I mean the fucking the cartoon episode and this and that and that little girl in the finale, she was fucking awesome. Great, she was hilarious yeah. in her telling. Um, yeah, Haddish was really good in the show. I mean, there has been shit where she has annoyed the fuck out of me, um, but. She was – she's pretty fucking great in the show, and she played off every other character really well, specifically her partner. Oh, my god. And he was
1: so fucking funny, that guy. God, thought he
4: was great. And uh, what's his name? The main dude, um, the black guy that you hate.
1: <laughs> uh, Sam Richardson. Sam Richardson
4: right? yeah, yeah. You don't like that guy. I don't like
1: him or Ike Barinholtz. Oh, yeah. Oh, god. Those two irk me big time. And Dave Franco now. He's on the list now. <laughs> I don't think Dave Franco has a fucking um like character that he plays. I think he's always Dave Franco. He just plays Dave Franco. Yeah,
5: pretty much.
1: And then Will Forte does a cameo in here. I'm like, God damn, another goddamn mouth. Jesus yeah. Christ. I don't know. More fun than not fun. More me. fun than not fun, but there was times where I was brought out of it, and I'm like, oh, come on. That's not a good – that's not a great show. It was was background noise more often than
4: I would have liked it to be at work. But that last episode really does save the show. Like it leaves you with a great taste in your mouth, and that is the only reason I'm giving it this type of review is that last episode because uh, if it went any other way – like mm-hmm. if it was, if it, if they fucking shit the bed there, I I would not be recommending this, but I am because it, it is a fun show. Sweet.
1: All right. Is that mm-hmm. Teeves? That's it. Um, uh,
5: I got, I got oh, one more. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh, cheer. Did yeah. you finish cheer? I did not. I did not. <laughs> he just watched all of it. <laughs> Time traveled. Two seasons in. Good. wait no. Um, yeah, so uh, a new Taika Waititi show came out this week called "Our Flag Means Death." Um, it's all Sorry. about pirates in the 1700s. Oh, I saw this. Yes, and uh, I so it dropped three episodes. I unfortunately only had time for the first episode. Perfect. And uh, I will be watching the other two oh, as soon as possible. Okay. This shit is uh, pretty silly. I, I look, it's it's cheese. It's different than what we do in the shadows, but it's the same sense of humor in in terms of it's not mockumentary style. This is more of a straightforward story kind of thing. Um, Really solid cast so far. Uh, Hodor is in this with a speaking role. He's he's a lot of fun. Um, They do the thing where I haven't quite figured out if it's all the characters or just a few of them, but it's pretty clear that some of the characters – even though they're in the 1700s, they speak like like they're living in in now. So one of the guys in particular, he has like a uh, like a, like a hair lip or something, you know, kind of thing. And he he uh, they're playing a cards game, and he's like, yes, yeah, so you know, no, you know, I I win this round. And, and he turns up, and he's just like, this game's fucking bullshit, man. And he's he's like on the deck of a fucking pirate galleon, you know, it's like <laughs> it's 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 kind of like um. What they tried to do in that movie, Your Highness, with Danny McBride. Oh, uh, okay, good. It was fantasy, and it was supposed to be like vulgar, but it didn't quite work the way they wanted it to. Um, this one, I, 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 won't say that every character speaks like that, but the ones that do, it's, it's, it's pretty goddamn funny. Um, it's, is it like a British New Zealand show? What is it? It's on HBO Max. Um, I mean, Taika and Reese, Reese Darby is the lead. He has been in a bunch of Taika's movies. Uh, he's in the Jumanji movies. You, you probably know his face if you look <laughs> him up, but I know. Um, he is. Yeah. He he's, uh, he's really good. Um, there's, and again, like the, the supporting cast, there's, there's like a bunch of faces that, you know, like these are all mostly character actors and, uh, the guy I always confuse with Dax Shepard, um, Nat Faxon, Nat Faxon. I think he was one of the writers of that movie, the descendants, but he was in some comedies and shit. Um, He's in it. He's he's pretty funny. Um yeah, it's just it's solid right out the gate. Uh it's right up my alley. I'm I'm definitely gonna continue watching this. I, I can recommend this for sure.
4: Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this now. I didn't know uh Taika had anything to do with this. And uh yeah, that that the main dude you're talking about there from Jumanji, he was uh Flight of concord one of the fucking yes. funniest ever. Yeah. their manager. Jermaine, present? Brit? Prison <laughs>
5: oh i'm fucking excited about this yeah i'll do
1: an ep of this i'll do an ep these
5: are these are 30 minutes too so not perfect
1: look at fucking hodar in this
4: poster it's huge
5: that's right right. i love it it's fun
4: all right i'm in this is why i do this show i like coming to these shows get new shit to watch
3: it's your show
4: oh <laughs> um speaking of which on the docket for next week i've already you know i've already downloaded it because i know i'm gonna work at some point right uh pieces of her this is the new oh. uh, what's her fucking face
5: uh tony collette right
4: yes and i've heard lots of twisty turnies oh pieces of her okay that's next week, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, do we want to do a pee break before moves? Yes? No? Up to you uh, guys.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah. All
4: right.
0: All right. Do mm. Hold your little bladder. The show will fucking prism soon. Stand up, little bitch. A broken seal is really bad with vodka and beer, too. You know, I need a pee break. Come on, Jim Long, come on, Peter. I don't want to piss on the floor. The one who wants a pee break soon. Deep inside, I know you need need one
1: too. Waited since the start of your
0: reviews. Just wanted to take a the one who took
1: Jesus. Hello? Oh, Oh, hi. hi. Hello. Hi,
4: hi, hi, hi. All right. Uh, Let's do some moves.
1: Let's do it. Uh, Where are you, sounders? Binge media. Well, what did you watch for? Binge media. And suddenly that flick can suck a baba dick. It's true binge media i hope the film was good for binge media and suddenly just then this film's a four on ten to me binge media
4: jesus christ what you really got into
1: that hey west side story you love that shit See? A, I, a goddamn... I know
4: that about you. See, you learn every like something new every episode with Pete. It's so, amazing.
1: Sometimes musicals get to me, you know. Sometimes they're fucking complete dog shit, and sometimes they're god like yeah. God damn. Mm. God damn you got me with that tune. Yeah. All
4: right. Um uh, Jack, did you watch like all those movies you said you're gonna watch?
5: Uh yeah, well, I watched uh I watched three movies this week, one of which you know of, and the other two I mentioned, yeah.
4: Okay, so Pete and I have a screener. What do you want to do first? Let's do Jack
5: (laughs) first, Pete. Sure. All right. Okay. Um, So I I checked out a film called After Yang. Um, This movie is directed by a guy named Koganada. He directed a film a few years back called Columbus with – uh, what's his name? Um, oh, God damn it. Uh, John Cho and uh, decent movie, uh, indie movie, but pretty, pretty interesting. Um, after Yang judging by what Columbus was, it was kind of slow moving. It was like a, you know, a drama I kind of figured this would be in the same vein. And the story of this is Colin Farrell is the father of this family who owns an Android boy, who is a companion to their adopted daughter. So it's kind of futuristic and um there's a, a, a kind of heavy sci-fi concept stuff going on, but it's very um grounded like a very real world kind of film. Um mm-hmm. it's only an hour and a half long and at times it felt as though it was like like 5 hours long. Oh, um, oh. This is a slow slow sparse story um that basically where this starts is you find out that yang the android has kind of short-circuited and is broken so they need to get him fixed because the daughter really spends a lot of time with him and and there's there's a lot of like familial stuff going on in this movie that that's really what this movie is about um I just, you know, it has shades of Blade Runner at times, way less visually uh, like kinetic and, and, and less visceral. It's more of like a family drama exploring similar stuff. Okay. Um, it's just not very interestingly done for me. I, I thought that this director's previous movie was, you know, a, a drama, um, maybe slow moving, but it had an interesting story. Here it's all internal. It's all this kid is is, you know, adopted. And what does that mean in terms of Colin Farrell being her father or trying to care for her? What makes him a human versus what makes this Android a human? There's all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And and like I said, it's it's sci-fi concept stuff. It it should be in my wheelhouse, but it's kind of like somebody took all the sci-fi. Boiled it all down to this, this like family drama, and did everything in their power to remove all of the sci-fi elements of it. Um, it, it just wasn't very interesting, and I, I don't know. It, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you, it wasn't it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great Honestly,
4: you mentioned it in the the group text, and I I saw it pop up, and I was like, so I, I clicked on it to see what was going on, <laughs> and uh, no, it it
1: actually. <laughs> what are you laughing about already? <laughs> Because I did the same thing but I oh. guess we have different uh
4: Oh yeah cuz I was like it sounded pretty interesting like if I if you had mentioned this probably Monday you know I would I would have got it and had it for work maybe it wasn't available I don't know anyways yeah. but Jack is this like once the the uh, Android or whatever fucking disappears is this all about trying to raise a daughter when they kind of don't know how
5: without an Android is that what this movie's about well, no, it's more about
3: uh, duh, a, a, duh. a
5: lot of a lot of the, the fucking narrative stuff that happens happens because Colin Farrell gets it, there's not much to spoil here. It's just kind of a, like I said, it's a family drama. I'm thinking about what I should and shouldn't say here, but, yeah. um, you know, they're going to get the, the, the Android fixed. and And Colin Farrell is given this little device that they found inside the Android he thinks it's a surveillance device, but it turns out that it's some sort of memory bank. So a lot of the film happens with Colin Farrell trying to fix the Android, but all have the Android fixed, but also is watching the Android's memories of, of its experience. And like the movie's trying to wrestle with, even though this thing is a machine, is it is, does it have qualities of a human being kind of thing, you know? It's just so, been done more interestingly for me and other, I don't know, stories, even, I guess. Even even you setting that up led yeah. me in a different direction. Like,
4: even you, up until the point where you said it's all about what the android's about. Like, I could see Colin Farrell seeing all these memories the android's having with his child. And mm. then maybe realizing he wasn't there. And You know what I mean? Like, that that's way more interesting to me. And that's where... I thought this movie was going Um, like the Android was acting as a fill in for him in very important, important moments in his his child's life. But you're saying it's about it's more focused on what the androids all about.
5: I would say it's more focused on the fact that even though like this weird family is made up of an adopted child, an android and like a a white man and a black woman who also don't share the same accent. Mm-hmm. I think the movie is more about like people trying to connect that that like uh, how do I how do I put this together? It's how they're all sort of isolated in their own lives, even though they're they're a family. That's like kind of one of the core ideas, I would say. It's okay. just not all that interesting in the film to me. That, I think that's my problem with it. Um, okay, it, it, interesting questions to build a story around, but it, there's just it's one of those nothing burgers of a movie where. You're watching it, it's shot well, the performances are fine, and then you get to the end and you realize what the end is, so the end makes you think about, like, oh, well, what the fuck was that about kind of thing. And I just think that there isn't a lot that happens here and it's not of particular note. You know, it's it, there are good ideas, but it just mm-hmm. doesn't go anywhere that I care to follow, I guess, is what it comes down to. so Yeah, um, not watching it. Yeah, I guess if like a five five on ten, um, it's you know I think somebody who cares more about or relates to this story in some way will probably get a lot more out of it than I did. I just I, I didn't really have a character that I could I could kind of invest in with this. I think that that kind of hurt it for me. So, all right, nice, okay. Yeah. Um,
4: I'm way more interested in this next one, anyways.
5: Yeah, yeah. So this I had. Okay, so. Both after Yang and Fresh, where I want to say the Sundance Film Festival. That's why they were on my list. So when they popped up, I was like, ah, I you know heard those were good. Should check them out. Um, so Fresh, Fresh is Fresh is one of those movies that if it was made in the seventies, it, it would be like a cult classic. I think um, mm-hmm. it's just it's trashy as hell. Um, stories basically, it's it's a story of um, this woman who. You know, she's, uh, I don't know, probably 20-something girl, uh, lives in the city, you know, hangs out with her best friend. They, they work out together. They have, like, a strong connection that you see through, like, text messages and, email, and, and uh, phone calls and all this other stuff. Um, she's, you know, talking to her friend all the time about dating. She has trouble finding somebody to date, and she hates dating itself. She just wishes that she didn't have to go through the whole process of the back and forth, all that stuff. And, um, you know, basically she's trying to find the right guy through all the dating apps and stuff. And she just happens to be sitting in a bar one day and, and, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, um, she's at a supermarket, sorry, mixing up scenes. So the supermarket grocery shopping and this guy approaches her and that's Sebastian Stan. And they have like a very casual conversation and he kind of walks away and, you know, they become a little bit of a couple and you kind of see her finally finding somebody who, is probably the right person. You know, They kind of mesh very well. They're relating to each other. Seems to be something genuine there. And I'm not going to say anything else about this movie beyond that because there's what? a twist. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And if I were going to recommend this to anybody on the site, I'd be recommending it to you, Law, and you, Pete. You would be the two people <laughs> who I think would get the most out of this. Um, so it, it's not fair to to talk about this movie whatsoever. Um, it reminded me at times of that movie, that Netflix movie from a couple of years ago, the perfection about the cellist. Um, yeah, I remember that. There was some fun stuff that happened in this that reminded me of, of stuff in that. Um, Hmm. What else can I say here? Uh, Sebastian Stan, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm becoming more of a fan of that guy. I think he's really fun in this. Um, Maybe a little derivative of of some other parts, but whenever they compare him to Mark Hamill, like for the Luke Skywalker stuff, yeah. um, you could totally see it in this this movie for me. If this was again in the '70s, it would have been Mark Hamill; It would have been great. This is a complete turnaround from your Pam and Tommy review, where
4: you're like, I don't like. Well, like I didn't yeah. like this guy in this part, and then that, and now
5: you're. I, no, I'm not calling you out. I'm just I yeah, like the yeah.
4: addition here.
5: Well, yeah, because I think in that case, it's just I, I you know, I, I like Sebastian Stan enough. I, I'm not a fan. Like, I haven't seen enough of, of his stuff to be a, a big fan. But um, I just think it's miscast in Payment Tommy. Here, okay. this is exactly the kind of stuff he should be playing. And it, it works really well. Um, I does would say he... also, what? Go
4: ahead. I was going to say, does he talk to his penises at all? Is like that a thing for him in every role now?
5: yeah or... <laughs> I, look, I don't want. If we're gonna do spoiler talk. Let's at least wait till the end of the review, okay? Um, the uh, the the other lead of the film, Daisy Edgar Jones, is is pretty good. Um, I don't know that I've seen her in anything else. Um, didn't bother to look it up either. But um, yeah, she's she's been she she was very good in this. Um, God, what else can I bring up? Uh, All right,
4: let, let me ask some questions. I, I'm, sure. This will. I hope I. Like, your answers wouldn't spoil anything. But uh, is this a gory film?
5: I'm going to plead the fifth on that one.
4: Oh, my God. Like, why can't you even tell if this is a gory film? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah,
5: I plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> I hey, wish what's... to invoke my Fifth Amendment right. Is
4: this a horror comedy? Is that the best description of its genre? That's a very good description of its genre.
1: (laughs) I think he wants us to watch this law. Is there murders?
4: Does there people that do murders in this movie?
5: I wish to invoke my fifth amendment. Oh my my god! God. (laughs) Hey,
1: what do you rate this?
5: Um, I go a nice, nice chunky seven on ten.
4: Oh, chunky! Oh, spoiler! Alert.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you gotta read between the lines in this. Review. Oh yeah. Um. Well, when I downloaded pieces of me, I also downloaded this. This will be uh, watched next week for sure.
5: I. It's. Um. Last thing I will say about this. It's. It's the kind of movie. And uh, I know both of you love other types of this movie. You you might not love this movie, but you love the the genre, I think. So.
4: Okay. Hmm. We'll see. We'll oh. see. Pete is skeptical, I think. I don't know. I, I'm, very... not a
1: sub, I'm not a huge Sebastian Stan guy. So mm. for him yeah, to yeah. take the lead on, on a film, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Hmm. I don't know. I, I may give it a shot, but I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep an eye open.
5: Keep it, yeah. Keep, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not staking our our uh, friendship uh, relationship <laughs> here on it. Okay, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, it might. Uh, it might be worth a glance.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll see.
5: We'll see. This <laughs> is very, very fucking suspicious
4: of this review. All right, I'm <laughs> watching it. Jack, no. next week, I'm watching it for sure. All right, all right. I will look forward to hear from you. Sweet. All right. Um, Pete and I had a screener. Now, was this sent to Jack and he just didn't watch it? Pete, tell me the truth.
1: I did send it to yeah. him, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. He sent it to me, and I did not watch it. Oh, fucking Jack. God damn it. All know. right. Uh, do we have a screener sounder for this? Do you want to
1: play this? Goddamn right we got a screener sounder.
2: The PR screen, the people,
0: sending out films all day. Is it four and ten? Is it ten on ten? Let's just press play.
4: Rarely, rarely do I say that a sounder goes on too long, but I feel like that.
1: <laughs> do you tap out? You're
5: out of your mind, Law. You're out of your mind.
1: Law tapped out of a fucking 15 second sounder. All right, all right. So yeah, this this was sent to me asking if I wanted it. Um, I saw Steve Gutenberg now. The Goot has been on this network a few times. You know, we had the uh, Mary Fuck Kill with the Three Men and a Baby cast. Yes. And I, you said, oh, the Goot is in it? Fuck yeah. I think both you and Alex both were like, yeah. get, get, let's do this. Boy, do you regret saying that, sir? <laughs> do I? Oh, my God. Okay, first of all. Okay, here we go. Here's the synopsis. A stand-up comedian encounters a seemingly insane heckler who becomes his stalker. This is a heckle on a whole new level. Yeah. All right. Uh,
4: here's the real synopsis.
2: <laughs> You're not wrong.
1: <laughs> Good.
4: All right. So, uh, Steve Gutenberg's the worst fucking human on the, on the planet. Um, he is a complete asshole.
1: Someone shows up at his house. Well, he is a two- stand-up. He is. A huge stand up comedian.
4: Like right. popular, famous stand up comedian. On stage, he's fucking awful to everybody around him. And this is established very early on. Someone shows up at his house, fucking kills him. This is right at the beginning. You know, yep. now the whole movie is about uh what happened there because we got this new comedian on the on the on the fucking scene. spotlight, right? Yeah. He's huge. And uh, he's playing Steve Gutenberg's Ray Kelly, like his real life person, in a new movie coming out. Um, but as he's on the, uh, trail of promotion for this movie, he starts getting a, a heckler and this guy is calling him out for a whole bunch of shit that he doesn't understand. He gets fucking like anxiety about it and it's all fucking very, very, um, fucking dramatic. Listen, um, I could, I couldn't hate this movie more than I did. Like I honestly, <laughs> no more room for me to hate this movie. It is by far, the worst thing I've watched this year, probably oh, last year
1: fucking um, terrible.
4: I don't understand how this could even be made. Why Steve Gutenberg? like I'm I, listen will you you said it to me. I'm like, I want to see what the what's the goot up to? like what, what's he doing?
1: Yeah, you know I mean? we were just checking the, up on him for an hour and twenty one minutes, but goot he's not had, in it that long.
4: The goot had a run. It's kinda of fucking sick run, right? Cocoon, Police Academy, fucking short circuit, fucking three men and a baby. The goot had a run that a lot of people, a lot of big stars right now haven't even fucking had. Correct. They've just they're just big stars because of the way they look or they're fucking or the internet or whatever the fuck. The goot did it the old way, the hard way, and he fucking had a run. I wanna know what the goot <laughs> is doing now. Yes. Mindset going into this. Yeah.
2: Oh my god, why is he doing this? This is terrible. His oh,
1: he's course. he is not playing Steve Gutenberg. He is playing basically an Italian mobster. That's the yeah. vibe I think the director gave him. I want you to smoke a cigar and fucking talk like this. Nobody touches my fucking stand-up bits. Like, what is happening here? What are oh, you doing, God. Goop? It's so fucking terrible. And I think he's in it maybe five total minutes, maybe even less than that. Right? Yeah.
4: Well, I feel like that when he... There's a flash. There's oh, a flashback. flashback. There's so yeah. many. There's flashbacks within flashbacks, and it's fucking, it's just fucking
1: unbelievably horrid. Um, I, I got to tell you though, there is, there is a pretty good story here though. Like this could have been really well made and really good using the same storyline as far as famous comedian gets killed by a heckler. There's a new up-and-coming comedian who is now going to play him in, a like, a biopic. And then that guy starts getting heckled. Like, I think there's something there. Uh, you're right.
4: <laughs> but, no, you're right. I mean, there is something there. And it's you know, the inside reason-
1: Hollywood, right? This would have been a fucking Oscar contender because it was inside but Hollywood. When When you make a movie about it, don't film
4: some scenes like you taped an iPhone to a cat. Like you know what I mean like you there's no fucking direction on anything of anything that's going on on screen like it's just horrendous
1: and don't have the last half of the movie be in this house this Airbnb that you rented um and then just have every scene play out within a house because that was your budget for the whole movie this is this is fucking this we is are t- We are not in comedy clubs that often. We're not talking to uh, production offices or agents as much. It's not a lot of inside Hollywood here. This is this up-and-coming comedian who's playing the goo in a biopic
4: and his friends. I want to see goo who is Ray (laughs) Kelly, this celebrated fucking stand-up comedian. I want to see a fucking set. I wanna see a little bit of us, a, a smidgen of his set. Something we we get Goot on stage and he's ending his set, and that's when he gets heckled, and then he goes after this fucking person that's heckling yeah. him. We don't get any Goot charisma in mm-hmm. this movie. We get, like you said, gangster Goot. Um, this fucking wife wants to bang him when he gets home, and he's like, fucking listen. <laughs> I fucking – my dick doesn't work. Go take a fucking shower. And oh. then she, she gets up and the doorbell rings. She's like, i fucking say answer the door. I to fucking shower. What the fuck? <laughs> this, is, this is the worst shit. I, I don't even remember the last movie I've watched that's even come close to being this bad. This is fucking
1: awful. This is like – it's almost like – porn without the sex <laughs> That's how it's filmed, that's how it's acted, that's how it looks like that's
3: <laughs> Oh my god. This
1: <laughs> is a porn without nudity and that's pretty much it. It's just I will stand behind you. Yep. Oh, it's and the the lead actor he has a real beard in one shot and then a fucking glue on in the next shot. It is fucking like this is terrible. This is the worst. I think we're getting back to, yeah, or at least you're getting back to uh, horrible screeners. We we had a, a pretty good run here. We
4: did. We had a run of good shit, but uh, this is not it.
1: This is terrible. I don't recommend this. This is not even like fun commentary worthy. Nope. This nothing. is There's nothing this here. Is this is terrible. Uh, this is a zero on ten.
3: <laughs> I was doing
4: it too. No way. God damn. <laughs> God damn. You
1: can't even give Goot a point. He no, can't. It's hor- he's horrible. Wow. Horrible. He's
4: nothing but disappointing in this film. Zero yeah. on ten. Yeah,
1: zero on ten. All right. All right, so real quick. We don't have to do this. This is just a thought I had. I have some questions. I think I have like five or six questions about the big movie that would be unspoilery. But then I also have like three questions that would be spoilery and I don't care if I get spoiled and we'll get into that uh, at some point. Do we want to do that on this show?
4: I was thinking about this when we were peeing. Yeah, I feel we go full spoilers here. So I feel like things. our audience, the majority of our audience has watched this already. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to alert anybody that's going to download or listen to the show. Uh, this this is a full spoiler uh, Batman review.
1: Well, we could – what Jack – I think Jack and I, you and I did this where we reviewed it like a regular free spoiler, rated mm-hmm. it, and then we just said if any listeners want to bow out now, the rest of it is going to be spoiler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just I'm so people with- can hear your ratings at least, uh, spoken okay, free. But
4: let's do that right off the hop. Let's, let's just get oh, okay. Look at if we're gonna get to my second zero on ten of the night, let's do it
1: quick. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Sweet. Wait. Why okay. is Goot is Goot Bruce Wayne?
5: <laughs> Goot Wayne? <laughs> no,
4: I'm, I'm just saying, let's not dive too deep into it into this fucking yeah, yeah, just do
1: like the the the, the you know. Sure. All right, yeah. let's okay. that then. All, All right. right. I didn't uh, see this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting on you guys.
4: All right, well, I'll go first because Jack is the, the, the Batman connoisseur on the site. Um, uh, very quickly. Okay, without getting too deep into it. Right, I'm trying to set this up. Let me stretch a bit. Let me just crack my back. Oh, oh man. so deep. I feel that over here. All right. um, I really, 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 really love the majority of this movie. Um, it made me feel like I was watching uh, a, a comic book version of Seven, and I really appreciated the detective aspects of this. It felt like a Fincher film. Um, it was really fucking, um, uh, like, really, really... Uh, pinpointed on those type of details, those catch-a-serial-killer-type details, detective aspects of Batman that, I mean, we've seen, touched on in movies before, but not even close to what we see here. Um, and I really appreciated that. And at one point during the film, I was kind of like, I, I am absolutely in love with this movie. The problem, I o- the only problem I have with it is it's just too fucking long it just never ends i feel like there's three four endings to this film and while they're all decent in their own and you end up getting into each one of them i just feel like holy fuck man this did not have to be three hours long um but when i'm into it i'm strongly into it i really fucking loved that like i said like that detective seven feel i had coming out of it uh while I was in it and um I just wish I just wish it didn't at some point make me think about how long it was Mm. that's that's there's something to be said there if this was three hours and I never said to myself what the fuck is this ever gonna end I get it gets a better rating but because that happened not once but maybe twice I was just like god damn it man I can't like they had they had a masterpiece. Honestly, I feel on their hands. I just don't think um, it should have been this long. So I'm gonna go. Um, that like that said, I love this movie. That this is a soft eight for me. But I'm I'm being serious when I say uh, this is cl- really close to being a fucking ten. Like it really is for me. Wow. It's <laughs> Too long.
5: That's that's my uh, rhythm amazing all right all right um, there's a lot of stuff in this movie uh, there's just a lot there's just a lot there's a lot of movie here. I mean it's three <laughs> hours but there's there are so many plot threads there are so many moments um, It's the kind of movie that I felt like I walked out of and I I, I need to see it a second time just to grasp all of the different pieces of things that were going on. Um, is that a positive or negative? I think it's great personally, because it's like law said, it's, it feels right. It feels like you're reading the long Halloween or hush or the cults or no man's land. Like any of these really kind of, you know, seminal Batman graphic novels, this movie nails the feel of that. Um, has to do with the look, like the visuals has to do with the way that Pattinson approaches playing Batman. Um, Obviously there are visual nods. There are story nods to a lot of different stuff that's come out. I, I I did, I didn't feel the length at all. Um, I'm not even saying that to just be like oppositional. I I didn't feel it Um, for me. Everything mattered. Everything was important. Um, I loved the fact that it was a detective movie. You know, it, when when you boil it all down, it's it, it truly co- everything comes out of that 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 uh, investigation and trying to find the answer, but always coming back to that core idea that it's a it's a mystery. They're trying to solve the mystery of you know what's going on here. Um, I love the fact. That no matter who walked into the room, it could have been Batman against, you know, seven thugs. It could have been Batman against 40. The people at the disadvantage were always whoever was fighting against Batman. He was a fucking force in the movie. Um, that was awesome. Um, there's a lot more to say. It has to, it's got to stay in the spoiler section, I think. Um,
4: Pete. You want to watch? I'm sorry. Do you want to ask your non-spoiler questions before we go into spoilers?
1: Well, okay, yeah. So I just said like, how is Pattinson as ba- as Batman? So I think you guys kind of just. I Jay. yeah,
4: I love I love the approach here. It's it's fucking weird that they can still find a new way to approach this character. If you think about you know the the other like fucking major Batman storylines that we've had, but they have here. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of this different age and different approach. It's, this is very, very, it's, it's very dark. Like, it's very dark. It's, there's no happiness here and you don't know where. Like, he, he's just trying to figure shit out. Like, I like, mm-hmm. I like this age for Batman, basically, is what I'm saying. It's a really good, uh, timeline life.
5: Well, the, the thing that I think Pattinson nails, and I think Affleck was starting to get there, but he just, he got, Fucking, you know, the worst movies possible to be in, but, <laughs> um, Pattinson does this thing where he's very soft spoken. He's very, he's very different than I thought he would be. You know, obviously he has a little bit of a growl when he's when, when the cowl is on him, but um, he, he's he, he he's not being like the playboy billionaire. This is the first time I think that you've truly got a a, a Batman on screen. And the guy playing him understands that Batman is the character and Bruce Wayne is the persona that he puts on. And that's what this movie is really about, too. Um, because Bruce Wayne, this is probably the least Bruce Wayne ever in a Batman movie. He's Batman for 80% of the movie. Um, and you get a lot of good stuff out of that. Um, but if he wasn't good, it wouldn't work. And I I think he he does a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. I- I really like the Bruce Wayne moments of this
4: film though. Mm. And that's, that's where the difference shines that I'm talking about. Right. Like that's yeah. all three of the other Batman's like, I, actually, you know what? I don't even remember Affleck's fucking Bruce Wayne that much, but I mean, mm-hmm. Keaton and Bale's Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne, very similar in that they're these, you know, fucking playboy fucking millionaires and, very fucking popular and all that. And while Pattinson's is Bruce Wayne's popular, he doesn't want any part of it. Right? Like he's just kind of shows up. He doesn't want to go anywhere, and he's just he's just popular because of his name, and everyone wants pictures of him and all that kind of shit's the same. But he wants nothing to do with that shit. Yeah, um, I like that. I like that part of him. Yeah. Uh,
1: another question I have was: Are these the best versions of the? Um, I'll call them the trailer uh villains are these like the best versions of the villains that we've seen so far
5: hmm um, i'm just
1: talking about movies i'm not talking comics or cartoons i'm talking
5: okay just in the movies yeah riddler yes penguin yes catwoman probably for me
1: okay
4: um jeez, but that's it's a hard question on how you approach these movies for these for this movie I mean, yeah, they all fit really, really well. But as a comic book movie, I'm not sure. Like for Burton's movie, that penguin was best, yeah. right? Like you don't want this this penguin to be in the Burton film. It doesn't even make sense. And you don't want Burton's penguin to be in this film because it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but I love, like, I I love Burton's penguin. Yeah. Like, you know, what I mean, like fucking, it's really good and it works for that film. It's 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 a, it's a really hard question to answer. I love as far as all like the Penguin versions. I love Jim Carrey's Riddler is it's not great. It's mm-hmm. Jim Carrey. Being the Riddler, it's not the Riddler as uh, acted by Jim Carrey. Like, you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. This is a way better version of the Riddler. Like a way fucking better version,
5: oh, um, as far as I more wa- compelling,
4: yeah, yeah. As way as, as far as I want to see in a in a in a film in any film ever, like right. it's I would pick this version of the Riddler. Okay,
1: um, you answered that. Does it feel long? You both answered that. Um, okay. What's that? <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, I okay. said fuck that. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, I'm- oh. <laughs> I got both your answers. I jotted it down. Um, this is a soundtrack question. Is the score noticeable and stand out as a great soundtrack?
5: Okay. So this was a, this is a big deal for me going into it because when they started releasing the pieces of the score mm-hmm. like weeks ago, yes, I listened to that Batman theme and I, I think I said it to you. I, I loved it. I, yeah. I love that theme. It's simple and it's, Different than the Hans Zimmer stuff because I I love Hans Zimmer and and those Batman movies in the way that those movies use his score, mm-hmm. but you you don't leave the theater humming that it, you know like correct what are you gonna do walking down the street you just like who the know, but this movie we're walking out of the theater, and sure as shit somebody behind me and Meg, is you know boom like under their breath walking out of the theater nice. I thought I loved this. I loved the score. I did. I thought it was a great score. And I've been listening to the soundtrack.
1: Yeah,
5: it's got all of the typical Giacchino puns. There's a, a bunch of it, like every title. Oh yeah, track. every
1: title. Yeah. Good Yeah,
5: pun. yeah. but uh, I love I love the score. It worked for me. So
4: yeah, usually th- this is something that I don't care about. Like I don't. It's just it's just part of the movie as a whole for me, right? Like it's not something that I separate. But uh, like Jack they released this shit early and I actually sat down, I was doing some sort of work on the laptop, whatever. And I played, uh, the music when it was released. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it meant more to me while I was watching the film, right? Cause it was familiar to me yeah. and I knew it. Um, and that made me pay attention to, to more of the score as the film went on. And the, the score in this film is fucking incredible. Like it mm-hmm. is, it is amazing. fucking scene to scene yeah it's really good there pete um
5: there are two songs Mm
4: -hmm. that
5: Mm -hmm. are used in conjunction with the score um the musical motifs for those songs are at times blended into the overall score Mm. it is it's really fucking smooth it's really fucking smooth
1: Nice. Uh, One last question. And this is uh, maybe spoilery. So just say like, yes or no, um, if it is. But the question is, like, are there any like story beats that we haven't seen? Like, like, I feel like I because I'm down to get spoiled um, from here on out or after this question, we'll we'll give everyone a warning. Like, I'm down. Like, I just feel like this. This doesn't feel like a movie where I'm going to get spoiled unless there's certain other cameos but as far as like the beats of the movie like we we know bruce wayne we know batman we know the villains he's gotta kill them or arrest them and you know save you know innocent people like is there other things here where we're like oh i haven't seen this before
4: yeah okay so i kind of know what you're asking
1: okay yeah
4: yeah within the Batman lore basically right like you're just trying to like something that is going to surprise you within the Batman stories that you've watched before I I honestly I don't think I don't think there is okay um this is a whodunit okay Uh, it's base like Mm -hmm. we we've been talking about earlier like this is a a kind of like hunting for a serial killer um that said we know who the serial killer is but he is giving hints throughout the movie as to um like basically who what his target is and that's the mystery why is the riddler doing this who is uh his his true target and that's what you're trying to figure out through the movie but as far as batman lore no i don't think there's anything here that's going to
5: blow you away okay um i would say though like thematically they've never on on the level of like have they done this in a batman story i i don't really think that they have done this in a batman story before like i think that this justifies its own existence by the end in my mind because the arc that you get from batman in the movie means uh, like, like it means something you know and and like the where the story goes is very interesting given like What happens? We can talk about that in spoilers, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, I I would say this: the story, the 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 arc that Batman goes on in this movie has never really been touched in any other Batman movie, and that I think makes it very special. Cool.
4: Okay. All right. Are we we going ahead? Full steam. Spoiler alert.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we uh, say goodbye to any listeners that don't want to. Listen from here on out because it will be spoilers. So thank you, everyone, for um, listening and enjoy Donny Brasco on the full bridge mm-hmm. commentary. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess from <laughs> here on out, it's the people that have seen the movie already. So All right. why, are,
4: why are you? OK, bye. Bye, people. Bye. Um, why, are you bye. So, why are you so OK with being spoiled for this?
1: Please. I just feel besides besides. Cameos or a sequel setup, I, I, I just don't feel like it, it. This doesn't feel like a story where I'm like, wh- what can be so spoilery here? That's just gonna be like, ah, oh, fuck, I wish I didn't know that. No, Except-
4: yeah, I get it. Like, I get what you're saying, but just as a movie, like, just as a normal everyday movie, like, I. I don't know what your questions are touching on. Well, but.
1: I feel like I trust I trust Reeves to show me a great fucking story and I trust all the actors that are involved in this as well. So I will go in with fresh eyes watching uh, a okay. apparent masterpiece everyone's, you know, talking about. Um but as far as like the beats of a Batman movie, this isn't like uh, the Spider-Man multiverse where we're going to get fucking cameos for other movies or probably Doctor Strange coming up. This just seems like a Batman film. We got the villains. We got the good guys and the bad guys, and we're just going to make it to the end. Like, I, I don't know. If I'm wrong, fantastic. But I am willing to um, hear the spoilers and ask my questions. All right. All right. Let's do this. Unless you think I'm wrong, that um, it's going to ruin my my time, but I just – just feel like the I, only
5: I the only could. thing i would say pete is you know I, I can't really speak too much to like your story reasons to not give a shit about like getting spoiled there yeah but what i would say is i am glad that you didn't end up going through with getting a cam for this because of <laughs> of the honestly like of, of the movies i've seen obviously over the past two years not a ton but
3: mm-hmm. you know the
5: ones that i actually went out to the theater for tenet quiet place part two um Spider-Man, like, you know, the, the the big event movies. Yeah. This movie has, I think, one of my favorite moments in a movie theater ever. Nice. Um, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. This movie has a moment that was so goddamn electrifying and fucking awesome. Oh, the wow. way that the, the, the sound just hits you in the chest in the theater, in the IMAX theater, um, I hope that you would, you know... At least get to watch it the first time on a good sound system. That gives well, you I'm, that, looking, that, at
1: a, that I'm looking at I'm looking at a Thursday uh, this Thursday. Gotcha. I think I'm going to go. I'm I'm uh, going to try to go see it. I wasn't going gotcha, to do gotcha. a, a cam of this. My wife wouldn't let me, but Got I would it. just do it for 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 binge. Like that's really the only reason I do cams is if I can't yeah. get out to the theater and I need to review something. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, but, well, come on. And, and people and humans I, sometimes <laughs> well,
4: yeah. you're just like give me a cam. I don't want to leave that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <Sure>. Uh but <laughs> I was going to go this past Thursday, but there was something wrong with my eye. I had oh, I had sand in my eye uh from oh, work man. I did on Monday and um <laughs> I did not know how long I was going to be at the optometrist. So it was the Thursday showings. Um, And around the time my appointment was three, around three and four, those were the um, like the quietest the theater looked as far as like the seats online that I can see. But by the time I got out of the optometrist, it filled up a little bit more and then everything was fucking wall to wall taken from five on Thursday night, Friday, Saturday. So like there was no way I was going. (laughs) So I like the three o'clock time would have been prime, but it was either going to see Batman with sand in my eye for three hours or go to the, to the doctor. So I chose the doctor.
5: So, right. well, no, All I right. mean that's uh, it's a, solid, it's a solid, <laughs> solid, solid decision. I think so good on you. But, yeah.
1: Okay, so do you guys want to start? You want me to ask questions? How do you guys want to approach this? Oh so,
4: yeah, go with your questions. That okay,
1: so. Does this okay, hold on. Does this film uh take is it is it related to any other film we've seen so far, or like I'm talking like Joaquin Phoenix's, you know, Joker or anything like that. Is this a standalone film with this universe? Uh
5: s- standalone.
0: Okay. Yeah.
4: Nothing, okay. nothing relating to anything you've ever seen from Batman before.
1: Okay. Does this I think I saw stuff in the news about a sequel, but does this set up a sequel? I know they could make sequels. There's a gazillion, you know, um, villains out there that Batman mm. can battle and whatnot. But does this set up anything, or could this be uh, again a standalone film?
4: Um, what do you think, Charlie?
5: Well, I would say for me, yes. There's there's a couple obvious setup things, okay. but one of the things I really like about this movie, and I think why law and I both are thinking of the comics when we're watching this movie is they do a phenomenal job of justifying all the characters that they bring in. And there are so many different things that they could do in the next movie, given where this, this movie leaves those characters. Um, there's there, the thing is like littered with sequel bait, I guess is what I'm saying. Like you could, you could go in a, a lot of different directions. Um, So yeah, there's some, there's some stuff set up for sure. I'm I'm interested.
4: uh, Um, you know, Pete, I think this might lead into one of your other questions or whatever, but yeah. Uh, Jack, yeah. The, the scene that you're talking about, the, you know, leading into sequel bait scene. Um, so Pete, there's a particular scene at the end of the movie where, uh, the Riddler has a conversation on the other side of a wall with another character that we don't know who it is. Um, Okay. By the end of the scene, it's very apparent who that character is. Now, Jack, I'm very disappointed about who that character is. And I don't feel it was necessary. If I don't feel this whole scene was necessary, mm-hmm. um, let alone who it was on the other side of the wall. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a million other, not a million, I want to say there's a dozen other fucking choices they could have made here. Um, how do you feel? Like,
5: why would they choose that character? It's not the actor I would have chosen, first of all. Oh, my God. I can't wait to ask this question. Okay, but it's even the actor. I'm talking about the character. I can't wait. Okay, so we're in spoiler territory here, right? Big yes. time. Yes. Okay, so I, I'm just going to say who this is now so that Pete knows where we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Heavily, heavily implied that it's the Joker. I mean, its it has to be the Joker because – you know, mm-hmm. he starts laughing as the as the scene pans away and all that stuff. Like it, it's got to be him, right? And he's being played by when you stay for the credits, Barry Keoghan from you know Eternals and Dunkirk and a bunch of other movies, Killing of Sacred Deer. Um, oh, am I glad he's there? I think that unless you address the fact that that there is a Joker, then. You kinda you can't keep making Batman without addressing Joker in some way, right? So I actually do kind of like that they drop that in there. It didn't have to be in the movie, but at least it says like, okay, Joker, that's another piece on the chessboard here. And maybe there's some backstory or or you know, maybe not. Maybe he starts out in Arkham. They could do whatever they want. I'm okay with it. Um I didn't need it, but I'm 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 okay with it. Now, in terms of the casting. I never would have chosen him for, for the Joker. But after this movie, I trust Matt Reeves. So that's kind of where I'm at. It's I mean, okay. I
4: don't disagree with what you're saying. And I, I the fact that they chose a kind of a, a well-known character to play the Joker, me, it, to me, tells me that they're going to pursue more screen time for the Joker. And what I'm saying is that much fucking time... Do we need with this this character who has already been portrayed by two people that have won fucking awards for portraying him, and mm-hmm. to introduce another fucking actor playing the same character? There are a lot of Batman care like villains that they could have won here with, and I feel like would have even made or or uh, kind of erupted more interest. By choosing a character that people didn't know or wasn't that um, you know popular with people that they had to look up and what's this character all about, you know what I mean? I feel like it was a fail safe where they're just like, and here's the Joker again. Like, this is the Joker's coming up. And it's just like, what the fuck? Why would they do the Joker? Like, I was just like, why, why couldn't they do Dr. Freeze or fucking like somebody else that is... Hmm. Known or even unknown in the Batman universe, where it gave people a little bit more interest. Everybody knows who the fucking Joker is. Everybody has seen him portrayed at the highest level on screen. I don't know if you can ever top that again.
5: Why try and do it again? Yeah, I mean the only the only thing that I. I don't know because they give you so little, and it's kind of like okay, they, they could literally do whatever they want now, right? With this, if or do something with them or not do something with them. I yeah, like the well, it's well hold on. but oh. what you said, like
4: you don't like the casting, but the fact that they casted this guy makes me think, and everyone else think,
5: this guy's in the next movie, right? I I, I see now. This is what I I thought about this a lot. I don't know if they're going to do Joker in the next movie or, or at least only Joker as like the sole antagonist, because they would just get fucking demolished by people for doing the exact same thing. Dark Knight did with the second movie. You know, this is my exact point though. So I don't, I don't think look, I mean, you know, as well as I do from the, from the stories in the comic books, a lot of different writers, obviously they use different villains some of those villains have relationships with other ones and sometimes they're brought into certain stories to do certain things. Um, but I, I like the idea of the, the, the Batman's rogues gallery, like coming together a little bit, right? Like it it gives uh, a lot of interesting story options for the future, you know? So I, I, I'd like that. I hope that just because they've cast the guy, doesn't mean that they're trying to focus the next story on him. I This might be a question you have later, Pete, but mm-hmm. I gave a fair amount of thought as to like what I want out of another Batman movie, and I hope that the next one, or at least one of the next ones, is more of just a situational thing, almost like the raid, you know, where maybe it's an Arkham Asylum thing, I, I don't know, but like he has to get out of the situation, and obviously Arkham Asylum presents a lot of opportunities for a bunch of villains to be there, and it would be convenient. And obviously, they have the Arkham Asylum story and all that stuff, but... Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'm 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 okay with it. I I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'm I'm okay with the inclusion. I guess. So. All right. Nice.
1: Um. Okay. That answers. Uh. Any other villain hero cameos? This. Um. Do we get the classic, uh, parents alleyway death scene in this? No, no. Oh, oh, any talk of that? Are, are they alive? Oh. What's what's happening here? Oh
4: no, we we get talk of how and why they die at great length,
1: but there's oh, no yeah. okay.
3: Not
5: the same way.
1: Okay, no pearls or anything in the ass. No,
5: no, there's not. <laughs> No, uh, Pete. One of the strengths of the movie, honestly, is that I think for the first time, this filmmaker understands that everybody knows Batman. Everybody knows Alfred. Everybody knows the Batmobile. Like everybody knows all this shit. So yeah. they, I think they do a pretty good job of like leveraging the public's awareness of the character to not have to rehash a lot of stuff. So sweet. That That's, said, it, yeah. hold on. That said, the introduction of the Batmobile is
4: pretty
1: fucking phenomenal.
5: Okay, so now we're <laughs> gonna talk about the greatest one of the greatest things I've ever seen in a movie theater.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pete. Yes, sir. Pete. Yes, sir.
5: I'm just going to describe it to you, okay?
1: Go ahead. I got my and action
5: scene's happening. Yeah, Batman's yeah. there. Catwoman's there. Uh, you know, Penguin and his goons are there. It's raining. Penguin and his guys are shooting at Catwoman and Batman. Batman gets a shotgun to the chest. He's down for the count, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Penguin's creeping up on the car. He he, he just, you know, jumps out and runs like, you got to steal from me, you know? Pops out. Batman's body is no longer on the ground. And then you just have a shot from behind the penguin and this car turns on. And I swear to God, dude, it becomes like fucking Christine. It becomes like a slasher movie. The sound that this engine makes (laughs) that everything about, they do a good job of never making Batman contend in like a physical way with, with, with somebody who's his equal. Like he is always physically dominant in, in every situation. The Batmobile feels like it's unleashed from the fucking bowels of hell. It is awesome. I have never I have not heard car sound so effects like that since Mad Max. Like it, it's oh, it's that so- fucking awesome. I mean, law, what what did you think of this? Oh,
4: it just growls like it fucking. It. It's so angry when yes. this car fucking revs up, you know what I mean? When you, when you, you at first you just see the lights and then you get to see the fucking, the, the, the fire in the back and it's just fucking angry and it, and you don't get there's no. <laughs> There's no reveal of like, and now here's the Batmobile, and you get right. to see like a 360 fucking, uh, you know, camera view of it. It's just this giant fucking muscle car yeah. that is going to fucking kill everyone in its path. That is exactly yeah. how you
5: feel when you see it. <sighs> it's so awesome. It's the it's so fucking awesome. It probably my favorite scene in the movie, and I, I never would have expected that. Oh my god.
1: I'm getting more. Uh, see I'm getting more excited knowing this shit cuz like now I just like can't wait to s- visually see it all. I can't yeah. wait. So um,
4: the, I mean the visuals are the best part of the film Pete and there's so many um he he there's some repetitive shit here that Reeves does with the uh, the the Batman walking like he has like he has a hard on for this. He has a hard on oh, for yeah. Batman walking into rooms. Um oh, nice. it is highlighted I want to say half a dozen times in the film. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we get at least three or four shots of the shot, like from behind of just his feet walking into a room. Like, you know what I mean? He loves his entrances.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's three hours.
4: uh, Yeah, (laughs) obviously. part of the the reason is (laughs) (laughs) He loves those scenes. Um, But, yeah, man, like uh, there are some other scenes. I mean, uh, some of the fighting scenes, like we get like a – Almost, I want to say, like, it's almost like a hallway fight scene, like, from fucking, like, Daredevil or The Raid. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and it's only highlighted by gunfire. This is. Oh, that's cool. My favorite scene of the movie. That was it's awesome. awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, every time a gun goes off, everyone's in a different position. And it's just Batman fucking throwing villains off walls and powering them into the fucking ground. It's fucking, it's
5: phenomenally shot oh and i can't but, wait
1: yeah. to see this i fucking can't wait to see this
5: it's so it's so much different than nolan because nolan is is like he's almost like a tactician right like everything is sort of measured and camera movements are perfect to like the nth degree reeves i don't know he just it feels again it feels more like He's taking those comic book visuals and directly translating them to live action I- at times. Like there's a scene where Batman is leading people in the darkness with a flare that's shot from above. Yeah. It's it's a fucking incredible shot. Like incredible. Um you just have never seen you haven't seen stuff like that in a long time. I think it has kind of like where Tim Burton had his stylistic flourishes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would say Reeves has like the storytelling acumen from the Nolan movies with his own version of Batman, yep. but, like, as bold of, of creative choices as Tim Burton made visually, you know? So. Oh, my God.
1: Okay, last question. How is the fight between Cloverfield and Batman? Like, does that... Is that the fucking, <laughs> like... Is that, well, like, off the PR, charts? I
5: don't, know, I don't know if you're gonna like who wins that fight. Oh, so. God <laughs>
1: Batman Arnold, just yeah. drives the Batmobile down Cloverfield's throat and it explodes. Is that what's going on here?
5: <laughs> Look, this is a spoiler section. So lose,
1: <laughs> I just figured Matt Reeves would bring fucking Clovey into this. Right, I mean, the yeah,
4: why not? Got fucking it. Clovey could go from
1: it. New York City to fucking Gotham of a fucking couple blocks wait, away.
4: Hey, wait till you see who plays Cloverfield. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> who? Melissa McCarthy? Who's fucking playing her? <laughs> oh my god uh i think you guys pretty much answered like everything else like um so is there the the joker thing is that within the movie after credits post credits what did you say in the it's it's
4: within the movie it's when it's one of the endings at the end (laughs) oh one of the endings
5: uh
1: uh, are there any after credits they don't do that shit there's
5: an after credit thing, um, okay. but it's not a scene. It's it, at various points in the movie, um, Riddler is communicating via like a computer terminal, um, okay, to Batman, and yeah, there's a website now uh, that is doing yes, that. okay. exactly. Funny. Like yeah, it puts puts a goodbye, and then it says like some link that people but have already found. Yeah, the video within the
4: link has nothing to do with the happenings in the movie. It's just kind of right. like a direct message to whoever found gotcha. it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, well, you said, uh, it does feel long. You were thinking about length and stuff. Is there a specific scene or a specific, maybe character choice or storyline where you're like, like well, could have easily gotten rid of that specifically. I know, uh, Val, you said you-, you thought everything was, uh, needed yeah. and, and, and warranted. I was seeing where laws at as far as does he <laughs> think something could have been shaved out shaved out.
4: Well, I mean, listen, I love, I love the Bruce Wayne character. I love the Selena Kyle character individually. Uh, there's a romantic thing that sparks between them. I honestly, I don't know if it's needed. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly don't. Like, I I don't like I feel like there could be some sort of mutual respect between them and all that kind of shit. But I feel like that is forced upon us for one reason or the other for him to care. But I feel like he would have cared about her just as much had they not fucking kissed fucking three scenes before. I just Mm -hmm. I feel like the romantic interest between these two characters is a little bit unneeded.
5: Jack, do you feel any any of that or? Yeah, I mean, there is there is kind of a weird beat with Catwoman where I think they suggest that she's bisexual, right? Because when she's, she's referring to the 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 uh, the other girl from the club, she's like, "Baby, baby, where are you?" kind of thing. Hey, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't know. I, I guess I just kind of took it at face value because like it was just coming right from the long Halloween, you know, like it was that's in the comic. So I didn't really brush up against it. I don't know. I I guess I'll have to keep that in mind on another watch. Okay. It's just, it's just
4: something I feel like they could have cut a little bit. Uh, The only, and I'm saying when I say it feels long, it's, it's, it is one of those movies, right? It's like, um, Return of the King where you, you felt like, oh, that, that ended cool. And then it's not, it's not the fault of the movie because literally it's just that like you forgot there's still a whole nother fucking storyline <laughs> that has to be solved so they have, and you're kind of spent after this scene and then oh yeah the the fucking bombs and then you're like holy fuck oh yes mm. something's going on it's just like holy fuck like how how long is this gonna take and then that's yeah. when i started thinking about it and i was just like and mind you you know i got my whole fucking it there's different situations for everybody Ugh. It's fucking midnight, and I got all my fucking kids at a movie theater, and I'm just like, oh my god, they're never gonna sleep. And you know, there's different situations. So that's Absolutely, for sure.
1: Yeah. For sure, yeah. Um, theater experiences as far as were you guys in a packed room, and <laughs> were there any um like verbal um reactions or cheers or yells for anything?
5: Um, um
1: you you did IMAX, Jack?
5: Did IMAX? Um, packed theater. Um, had one guy, a couple rows in front of us, uh, who was very, very into the movie. Uh, there were a couple moments where he (laughs) just threw his fists into the air and said like, yes, yes, yes. Uh, one of them was the Batmobile scene. And I'm not going to lie. I saw him do that as I was watching it. And I said, no, he's right. I'm not not going to, he's right. Um, but yeah otherwise it, i have a great experience great theater experience sweet
4: um yeah i this is not a matinee for me which is what i usually do yeah uh so i'm not used to a lot of people in the theater there was a lot of people in my theater for the most part very good uh pretty loud during the you know previews and shit and i was worried about it but yeah. the only person that fucking bothered me during the next movie was my mom <laughs> 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 so she gets up about fucking two hours into the movie and uh she brings my daughter to the bathroom that's fine i gotta go to the bathroom but she comes back with uh a drink and some fucking uh twizzlers yeah you know something rich. she sits down and it just happens to be the quietest. oh room. yes okay this is like it's like 5 minutes straight of just like rap. I think it's uh Bruce Wayne talking to Alfred about shit that should have been talked about fucking 13 years ago, it feels like. Anyways, <laughs> my mom decided to open her Twizzlers, and I swear to god, <laughs> it's the loudest <laughs> fucking thing in the history of theater. Oh, poor mom. I, I didn't say anything about it, but today I was driving with uh, the family and I brought it up, and all three of my kids were like,
2: oh, my God.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Open those kiddlers for five minutes straight, and it was unbelievable. <laughs> I love this. I fucking <laughs> love this.
1: It was part of your party, which is amazing.
4: Yeah, it, it's fucking literally with me fucking. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like It's completely silent, and here's my mom.
1: What? I I'm surprised you didn't grab it out of her hands like real fast you and be like I got you
4: it down for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's Holy awesome. shit. Oh uh Jack, you said that one guy cheered her uh fists up for Batmobile. Any reaction to that uh Joker cameo uh, character?
5: Yeah, yeah. We had a bunch of kids sitting behind us and like, they, they were saying, they were just like, oh my god, I bet it's Joker, I bet it's Joker. Like, like as the guy starts talking to Riddler, like, before it reveals anything. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people in the theater were, were kind of wise to that.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think that's about it for me. Any crazy deaths? Or you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't see that death coming.
5: um, um There's... What? They play with you a bit. Okay. That way. All right. Yeah. Um... One, one thing I just wanted, I do want to call out specifically, but, um, I thought Robert Pattinson was phenomenal. I thought Paul Dano was phenomenal. I thought Zoe Kravitz was very good. And then I thought Colin for uh, Colin Farrell, sorry, was phenomenal. Um, it's one of those things where you see a guy in a fat suit and you say, okay, what was the point of that? Cause that costs money, right? Like, why couldn't they just find somebody who kind of looks like him and, and do it that way? Um, nope, Colin Farrell is a fucking boss. Like he is. It was it was the right choice. It's great, and his they're doing a penguin series on HBO Max with Matt Reeves. I can't wait. I can't wait. Like yeah. everything. It just for, for me, all of the choices in this movie felt like the correct ones. Like yeah, I, I totally agree with. You. The the, I, I swear to God, like the first time you see Batman in this movie, he comes upon this group of thugs, and comes out of the, the the shadows right, and this one guy he takes like a like a billy club and he tries to hit him, and in one unbroken shot you see Batman land, I don't know eleven of what looks like the most painful punches. <laughs> You'll ever see in your life. And he gets the guy in the ground and he slams him in the face a couple of times. There are moments in this movie where Batman is just fucking beating ass in this movie. And it is so awesome.
4: I fucking can't it's wait. It's so man. awesome.
1: I
5: cannot you know, wait
4: yeah. to see this. You know, it's going to be fun for you too, Pete, because you're so in love with uh, Severance. Uh, yeah. John Turturro plays a major character in this movie. And he's yes. so different than his character in Severance. It's fun to watch. Oh, nice. It's really Very. fun to watch. I fucking and can't Andy, I have to give a shout out to Andy Circus too because as many Batmans as we've had, we've had that many Alfreds. And yep. um, you know, it's it's hard to fucking make an impact with such a fucking meandering character that's always fucking there, but Andy Circus fucking stands out and he's really fucking great as Is he an
3: ape?
5: Yeah, you play his ape <laughs> he plays eight man. Now he's he's uh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the, some of the some of the other uh, side characters too. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard shows up in this. Um, yeah, he's really good. There, are, honestly, like there are a couple scenes with the Riddler where it is creepy. Like like, oh, it's creepy. It, Fuck, yeah. it, it, it it's right on the edge of an R rating. It really is. Like some of the shit that he does and says. It, it's 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 horrifying. Like you just see it, and you're just like, I can't believe this is a Batman movie right now. Um, but yeah, the
4: scenes are so intense. Ethan sat with his like his fingers in his ears multiple times. Really? Like they're so like the buildup is so much that you know shit's gonna go down. Ethan had nothing to do – he was just like, I'm going to plug my ears right now because I know this is going to go wrong and that's that. And he was
1: right every time. (laughs) Oh, my god. Fuck. I can't wait. I want to go right now and see this thing. Send me a cam. (laughs) 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 No, I'm definitely going to the theater to see this. Definitely on Thursday, like first showing of the day.
5: Yeah. I can't Uh, fucking wait. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts.
1: Nine on ten. I mean right away.
5: Very nice. Oh, actually, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I. I yeah, think I have you a rating you have, before? You didn't even rate it on the non-spoiler. Oh,
1: yeah. go back. Let's go back.
5: All right, r- rewind real quick. Um, eat or eat or eat. um, yeah, I just uh, the strongest of nines. I, I love. Wow. movie. I absolutely loved it. It was what I wanted. I didn't know that I wanted it, but it gave it to me. It was. Yeah, um, I, I, I think I'm just gonna like it more with time.
1: Are you gonna go uh, see it in theaters again, or are you just gonna yes. wait for? Oh, okay. All right. I
5: have to I have to experience that Batmobile scene again one more time in the theater. That was like that was so and, and it's also one of those things. Pete, the great the other thing that's great about this, and like you know, you know about it now so you know it'll happen. But yeah, that comes at a point in the movie where you've never seen the Batmobile yet. Like it's not like you see it covered in a like like a drape cloth in in the Batcave. But mm-hmm. like other than that, they haven't established it. They haven't shown it to you nothing and for when it shows up it, the energy level just goes from like zero to a, well like like 50 to 100 in seconds it's like you could just feel it and it was just such a cool theater moment it's can't say enough about it, it that's really awesome cool. man
1: yeah. i'm I'm so first of all i fucking love that you love this because yeah. you're such a huge batman fan it would have been fucking yes. a disappointment to me and to everybody and to you if you would walked out of there and be like fuck they missed that yeah, mark, yeah. but I love that you gave this a 9.
5: I'm so happy yeah. for you, man. Yeah, and and the only other thing I do want to mention because I've heard a lot of it um, over the last like 24 hours since I saw the movie. I feel like a lot of people who are talking about this movie are – they're doing the hyperbolic thing like, oh, it's so much better than what Nolan did. Like, it's, they'll, oh, finally, yeah. they did this better, that better. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I I disagree with with talk, you know doing that because you're just missing the context of when those movies were made and came out and they're doing a different thing than this movie's doing and they they're both great they're both great like nice uh, yeah it, it's what I'm sure Pete at some point will do a commentary for this movie oh yeah it'll
1: absolutely just, it'll be
5: awesome like it's it's just yeah huge fan best movie of the year for sure
1: nice that's it that's all i got now
4: all me. right fucking the batman spoiler has ended not that anyone's really joined back but uh stay tuned for pete and morano they're gonna do a commentary for donnie brosco the 25th anniversary it's gonna be incredible boys thank you for hanging out with me on this saturday night thank you sir thanks for having all right let's
0: get the fuck out of here so i can pee let's
3: do it with that, with our Bye. W- <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to The bingecast Cast on binge media.net. To listen to The Full Binge, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash binge media. Binge Media patrons will get access to The Full Binge, The Binge 4-Hour Show on a private RSS feed, and they'll get it a full 24 hours before it hits the public RSS feed. Binge Media patrons also get other perks, so check us out at patreon.com slash binge media. Subscribe to The Binge Media Podcast Network at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, The Full Binge.